Well, you said it, Chewy. Where did you dig up that old fossil? It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy. And it's about people. It's about... It's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept. Uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force that sort of controls our destiny, uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence. Great place, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang, bang, and people fall over the dead. But, you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, a kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's, a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention of it. And welcome back to Generation Skywalker Presents Those Old Fossils, Episode 20, Vintage Collecting 101. I'm delighted to be joined by Craig Spivey. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Jess. How Good evening, you? everyone. That's what you say, isn't it? I do. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Every now and then. We're also joined with Dan. How you doing, Dan? Very good. Awesome. Good for you. We'll talk about Christmas later, I'm sure. <laughs> and we're also joined by Stu Skinner. How's it going? It's all good, mate. It's all good. Lovely. Some days are diamonds and some days are rocks. Okay, yeah, very philosophical. Very good, very good. We're also delighted we announced this on the most recent Modern Way show that we're joined tonight by Peter Lee, the man with two names. Hello, Peter. How are you doing? I'm very good. Good evening, Jez. How are you? Good evening, yeah. everyone as well. Yeah, how are you doing? Very well, thanks for asking. Yeah, we're good. Good. Peter, it's brilliant that you're joining us as a full-time member of the Generation Skywalker team. You know, we've known you for a while on starting off on Star Wars from UK and then on the Facebook groups. Just in a nutshell, give us a sort of lowdown on your vintage collecting, if you would, please. Yeah, my heart is probably in the vintage side. Yeah, definitely. That's what the bulk of my collection is and the bulk of what I've got on display and what I'm looking for. Yeah, been back into it fully since sort of 2014, 2015. And... Um, Trying to keep it strictly strictly vintage and not be sort of lured into the to the modern to the modern stuff. So um Palitoy Kenner, sort of carded figures, box stuff, play sets, so yeah, quite a mix. Great stuff. And for those people who listen to the modern way, they know that the whole crew we're gonna weigh you down and before the end of the year you'll be buying a hot toy, no doubt. <laughs> so fellas, 
this episode, you know, we, we've normally been doing, and we'll, we'll talk about it later on, our figure focus, where we're, you know, delving into uh, to figures, and we were expecting to be talking about Han Hoff this month, along with the Imperial Stormtrooper, and also the Rebel Commander. However, it's absolutely appropriate that we look back. We look back at 2022, and we look forward to 2023. So first of all, before we go on, I want to know how was 2022 for your vintage collection? And what were your top purchases? Let's start with Dan. When I listened back to last year's podcast and I spoke about what I was buying when we did this this time last year, I think the only thing I had to offer up was a Darth Vader clipper mailer. <laughs> that was about all I bought. I was heavily invested in in hot toys, but it's been a complete 180 this year. I've, I've yeah, it's crazy the amount of stuff I bought when I've looked back over my eBay purchases, uh, Helix pencil cases, copies of the TV Times, uh, Cairo bubble baths. <laughs> it's it's been insane. I mean, my, I think I started the year off quite slow. I was buying some metal box items. I was I, was, I had it in my head. I was gonna I was gonna buy every single metal box item there was. I think I'm too shy of completing that run now. I've picked up the Dengar Mailer, which I've been looking for for a long, long time, and we spoke about that at length for one of the earlier podcasts as well. There's been the Palatoy Empire Strikes Back hanging sign I've now got up in my room, which looks great. Probably my favourite purchase of the year. I've been looking for one of those for a long time as well. I picked up a 12 back Palatoy Vader from Vectis. Uh, it goes on goes on they're probably my top three though i mean even like the denny's fisher vader that i picked up really early in the year um and i think what made that special was about a month ago uh, mark daniels got in touch with me and said um you're looking for an insert for a vader aren't you i was like yeah 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 and he he got me one so i've, I've got that complete now as well 12 inch boba fett in an empire strikes back box as well i've got that and yeah some some real good pickups this year some stuff i'm really happy with yeah nice yeah really good 12 inch fett did you say yeah, in the Empire yeah. Strikes Back box as well. And I've always wanted the IG-88 and I've been looking at prices on those. And if you want to get a box one of those now, you're looking at a thousand pounds, I reckon. Um, and, and, just, and some. And some, yeah. So yeah. The, the Boba Fett's the, the especially because it's in the Empire box, is the, it's the next best thing. So, yeah, I'm yeah. really happy with that, actually. Yeah, you had a bit of a flurry, didn't you? Sort of mid-year, sort of, I think, second, third quarter of the year, you um you went a bit wild at some of the auctions. Yeah, it hasn't stopped really. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. No, that's great, mate. Love it. But so your favourites? I haven't bought. I think that I maybe we'll get onto this later in the show. I don't think there's anything that I've bought that I haven't sold something else on for to at yeah. least partly fund it. I've definitely put more money in than I've taken out, but I feel like I've got a stronger collection off the back of it. Oh, good for you. No, that's great. What about you, Stu? Uh, not a great deal, actually, this year. Nothing I struggle to believe to... that. <laughs> well, do you know what? I think I think three areas, because I am trying to sort myself out, I feel like I'm scaling right back, and then I'm going to start again, which is mental with current prices, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, You've bought lots of loose, haven't you? You've been buying, buying up loose. I've bought an awful lot of loose, yeah. So I've got the loose cabinet up on the wall, and I'm picking away at that. Just added another four last week, and... I intend to try to get the R2 pop-up at Echo in a couple of weeks, not the most expensive one off, because I don't want to be left with them at the end. Do you know what I want my last figure to be? Something like 8D8 that I think, you know, so I'm gonna, that's my plan. If I can't find one of them, then another one of the expensive last 17. So yeah. you can all go shopping for me. 
Oh, um, I'd love to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you my list. Um, <laughs> give us a give us your list. See if we can help you finish it this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've got a list of ninety nine to buy, and I've done seventy one or seventy two of them. I think it's, it's getting there. I was looking at my mental cards because I have been scaling back, but I have been picking up things like uh, resale palatoys or or very slight damage on them. But um, I did source quite a lovely 45. It's it's actually sealed 45 back um, on an Empire card tie pilot. I do like that stuff. I'm not sure it's the A or B, the one where the logo disappeared. You boys will know. B. B. Yeah. But um, so you got the whole image, which which is nice. So that's yeah, that's probably my pick of uh, my mental cards up. But my my biggest thing this year will be my. I've got my Sigma display, which has been on my agenda for probably a decade since I got into it. And also a massive shout out to Mark Baker because before the last Echo Live, he'd heard me mention what I was left requiring with regards to Sigma. And um, he contacted me, I had no intention of selling them, but he had the Yoda sort of pepper pots. And um, we had a little chat before Echo and he bought them down and we did we did a nice deal. And in fact, he went home with my Yoda hot toy. So um, it was a very, very Yoda-y day. That, and we both stood outside and we did the Odalay Who, which was fun together. Um, <laughs> memory we'll both have forevermore. But uh, yeah, I also added the Vader mirror, uh, Vader picture frame this year, which is difficult to get. Yeah. Difficult to get. Me and a newborn managed to pick up two from America and get them shipped together. So yeah, yeah, not too bad. I, I mean, there is bits and pieces. I mean, I look around, there is bits and pieces everywhere, but they're probably my main areas. Oh, what a mess. Craig. I've added something new to the collection every month. Some little items that completed or contributed to ongoing runs and, and projects. Completed my large-sized IG-88 with the purchase of two original guns that I found on Facebook quite by chance. And I know that everybody probably thinks I'm a bit of a beyond-the-toys type guy, but there's been a few significant additions to the toy runs as well. So that beautiful Trilogo TIE Fighter that I picked up at Echo Live early on in the year. There's been a nice box open belly Tauntaun, an alternative release Cap 2. I've upgraded a, a handful of loose figures. So kind of lots of stuff that sort of, you know, trickled in. But I have to say, working on this show uh, means that a few things I've bought, you know, not that I need an excuse to buy this stuff, but, but sometimes you sort of see things go, oh, that'll make a good little blog about making nice unboxings there's been a couple of things like the old calendars that i that i got last january that inspired a blog about publicity stills and cinematography um the random house bookmarks that started off as a little unboxing and ended up being a video that explored their, their origins and and who the original artist was and other publishing connections and you know putting putting the enhanced shows together they're always quite dangerous so i can point at a few several you know i can point at several kind of random bits and pieces that i've bought while i've been looking for images to illustrate these podcasts so <laughs> yeah, uh, i love that which is me in the game you know yeah do you want the top three yeah top three well i know we talked about it at length and it's mm. and it sort of warranted its own show but the letter set original artwork has to be has to be the top of the pile for this oh, year if not every yeah. year the vader clearo bubble bath I think it's probably in the top three as well. Something I was bidding on on the Deal or No Deal Facebook group as an upgrade for myself. And Dan obviously saw I was bidding on it and dropped me a line and said, you know what, 
if you win that, I'll have the old one, which when you when you're armed with that knowledge, you know, and you're, you're able to make a bit of money back, sort of spurred me on to go back, go a bit higher. So we both came out well with that, didn't we, Dan? There wasn't much in it, really. It's only a slight upgrade. <laughs> it was, yeah, I know. I feel a bit bad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but two examples there of, of you know, when, when you kind of pull resources, when you collaborate on these things, um, it's, a, it's a group sport, not so much a solo hobby. And one last one, just very quickly. I have to say the Biltons mugs, and again, there's an unboxing of those online. But uh, you know, for people who didn't pick up on those, there's a there's a lovely behind-the-scenes shot of Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill having a laugh on the Echo Base set, and Harrison's holding this mug with a very distinctive pattern. I've always been quite partial to mid-century decorative arts, although to be fair, it was my ex Rachel who sort of she runs a little antiques uh, side hustle called Miss Pickles Picks, who suggested I looked at Biltons and researched them. And sure enough, I found this mug and we did a little unboxing combined with a coffee tasting. And the weekend that we dropped that video, every single one that was on eBay on a buy it now was sold, which was just great. Really made me laugh. Nice top three. Good for you. <laughs> now, before I go over to Peter and we say, right, Pete, you know, what did you get yourself in, in 2022 from a vintage point of view? I rewound to January 22 and I listened to you guys and your your plans, your wish list for 2022. And I'm just going to sort of remind you of the wish list and, and sort of tell me if these things have changed. You know, people can keep a, an eye out for you and we can maybe mark off some which was successful. So, Dan... You were after the Han or Yoda alternative artwork 77 back. You've gone off that idea? Yeah, I sold the Chewbacca. I think you actually sold it to me originally. <laughs> <laughs> to help fund the uh, the Vader 12 back Palatoy I picked up. So I, I've let that go now. I've still got the Obi-Wan and the Vader. But yeah, I've given up on that. I mean, the Yoda now, you're looking at at least three or four hundred pounds, if not more, just for that Yoda with the alternative card art and... Yeah, my heart's not in that anymore. So I've yeah, I've let I've let I've let that dream go. Roger that. Dengar Baggy to go with the mailer. Oh yes. Nice. Took that one off. More metal tins. Yeah, took that off. I've and got mountain stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to correct you on one thing. Because you said I want the Imperial Troop Transport on an Empire Strikes Back box, which I think they called the Imperial Cruiser. I was yeah, like, yeah, it's not quite right. You're you're right, but you're also well, slightly wrong. Well, there's two of them, isn't there? So there is the there is the rebel troop transport. Oh, sorry, the imperial troop transport on an Empire Strikes Back logo, but then they rebranded it the Imperial That's Cruiser right. when they took all the electrics out of it. So I did pick up the Imperial Cruiser this nice. year's exclusive version. So I've got that on Vectors during the summer. So, so you, I've got that one now. So I've so kind of done that one. I've, I've half ticked it off. Yeah. Yeah, you've done all right there. Yeah, so yeah. sorry, Jez. But you buy these things and you sell these other bits off. You you never offer it to us in the, the chat. Oh, I'm going to sell this. That's awkward. It's a bit. Well, it is awkward, isn't it? Because yeah. you think, oh, I'll just check if my mates want any of my stuff first. Oh, I will. Um, I'll start. I will start to do that. Good stuff, Craig, mate. You yes. had the list. You did you, I? Yes. So. You had a, a grail. You said people often talk about grails, but there's a small letter set countertop companion set display. It's the it's the smaller of the two letter set displays that yeah. has the, 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 the 
they did the, the run of 10, the little 10 panoramas rather than the big set of three. Yeah. But yeah, still absolutely my... Still looking for one of those. <laughs> like um, piece. Pencil case display, Death Star sharpener display. Yeah, they well, they haven't come up this year. Yeah. And uh, it was a Jedi battle damage TIE fighter. So, yes. you know, away from your usual beyond the toy stuff, you said, that's what I want. That's what I was holding out for one of a really good condition because I know they were at the end of the line. There was a few ex-shop stock ones kicking around. And the one I got was it was it was open and the stickers had been supplied, but everything was there and it was pristine. So I was very happy with that. Awesome. Sonic controlled land speeder. That was on your list. See, that was something that I was looking out for a celebration. Yeah. Because it's one of those American pieces that's kind of hard to get over here. Um, the shipping and everything, but but no, I'd still be very open to one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the uh, what else did we have? Omni Darth Vader bubble bath and Gamorian Guard Addis bottle and Factors jewelry. All those things were listed on your wish list. Yeah, we'd think they'd be easy, but the the, the the two bathroom items that you've mentioned have eluded me. But I did fill the 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 jewelry displays. Yeah, with, with with lots of help from uh, Richard at uh, Toys of Tatooine, so thank you to him for that. Awesome stuff. And you know what, Stu, your your list. I think you've done all right. I think you've done okay because it was an Empire Strikes Back Minton card Chewbacca you were going for. Yeah, haven't managed to get that yet. I've got the uh, Jedi and the uh, thingy one. Yeah. Yeah. Fail. Uh, you got the Jedi and the thingy one. You mean Star Wars? The, St- the Star Wars one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> salt and Pepper Pot, Sigma, R2 and R5. Yeah, well, I would have bought them if I found one, but uh, yeah, okay. they're getting a very hard source. Um, bookends. So, yeah, the uh, Sigma bookends. Yeah, still on my list. They're one yeah. of my three. I missed. Okay, so that's three from three. Fail. Uh, Vader Mirror. That's the other one I need. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, list list is going well. Um, Wallace Berry display. Well, that was to fill it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because I think it arrived in January, and um, I've still got it sitting here empty. Okay, brilliant. Good stuff. <laughs> four out of four. Very difficult uh, in this country. <laughs> uh, Lady Jower. Not yet. Okay. Um, I don't know. A Huffy speeder bike. <laughs> <laughs> I would love one, mate. I was in. Uh, Joe, you know what? I did have a chat with someone about one. You were tagged, time. plenty yeah, of times. Yeah, and I had times. a chat with the bloke, but um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, he wasn't particularly forthcoming shipping and wise, and eventually he had someone local go to pick it up. Yeah. Okay. Which, yeah. So, of your list, of your list for twenty twenty two, zip. Right, you got nothing. However, all was not lost because Craig at the end talking about Sigma, asks you about the display. And then you said, yeah, I'd love one of those. Yeah, managed to get that, which I, which out of all of it, I wouldn't have thought I'd have got it. I mean, yeah. to be unfair with you, Jez, the list there, those three Sigma items I've been searching for for ages, and I still have never seen a mirror come up for sale at all. And this is um, the Vader I, mirror, right. And I haven't seen the salt and pepper pot in a for sale for three, four years. The bookends used to come up in, in the States, but even they've dried up. You get the odd, just one of them without the other one where one's been broken. But 
you know, they're, they're going to cost you 250 quid to buy and then probably 100 quid to ship. But I'm, I'm happy to do that, but I need need to find them. They'll be the easiest thing to find, but the other two items are going to be tough. There you go, everyone. You heard it. Stu is happy to do that. So if you want to post in some salt and pepper pots and ask £100 for the postage alone, <laughs> Stu has said he's happy with that. So, yeah, all good stuff. I like the sound of that. Pete. Is it Peter or Pete? What would you prefer? Come on, lay it out there. Either or. Probably Pete more. Once, okay. I, know, once I know the person who's calling me, Pete's good. All right, then. How <laughs> did you get on in 2022 for vintage collecting? Yeah, I think I did okay. Not, 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 I didn't pick up a huge amount, but I picked up some some nice bits. I think what I'm finding, I'm down a rabbit warren with a few lines that I'm collecting, namely the the 12-inch dolls, which Dan mentioned earlier, IGATA, I'm after to end that. And I missed, I missed about three or four of those that came up last year. So that was frustrating. And I'm still doing that last 17 on Trilogo run. And I missed those two, two I need in that run. So I keep missing those. So I'm kind of holding back, saving funds for those three. Because I know they're going to be um, pretty expensive. But I did pick up a few nice bits. I've got a nice pallet toy torn time, like the closed belly one. Um, I had my childhood one, but that was a Kenner one. So I got a really nice... One from Farthest From, really, really sort of sharp, a sharp box on that. With, uh, it looks fantastic with the Palitoy logo. So I got that. Um, it hasn't got inserts, which I'm sure I can pick up to add to it. But the box, they normally, they come up quite often, but the boxes are normally quite, quite damaged on those. So I got a really nice box on that. Uh, and the Tonton's pretty nice as well. Um, so that was quite a highlight to get late last year. I got a Trilogo, a Man Man which was nice. Card's really nice and the bubble's not too bad. I think I've only ever seen one with a, a perfect bubble on that figure. They're just all sort of like, look like they've been sat on, but this one's pretty good. It's got the sort of, the edges are all, it's got rounded edges anyway. All four corners are, are sort of nice. rounded. It's, it's a strange bubble. So it's a little bit, it's got a few little dinks on it, but far better than a lot of the ones I have seen. I think that was a Vector's purchase. And my major purchase for last year, which was early in the year, was um, a loose vinyl cape Jawa, which is absolutely mint. It was Nick, I got it off Nick Rayner. It was, it was his last one, his last loose uh, VCJ he had. So for someone who had quite a few, you can imagine the condition of the one he kept until the end. I'd been on at him for that for a long time. I think sort of 18 months, I knew he had it and he sort of said it will be up for sale at some stage. So I was, um, I put myself in the queue and we, uh, yeah, so did the exchange at, I think that was Echo. I think that was in the spring Echo Live. We did that. Um, extremely hungover. Um, yeah, apart from, uh, yeah, it's probably the most expensive purchase I've made. And I was probably still drunk, never mind hungover from the night before. And uh, yeah, I've got that. So um, I've been after one of those for a long time. So I uh, pulled the trigger on that. And uh, yeah, very pleased with that. How very exciting. So let me get this right. You went out of him the night before and then bought it the next day. I, I wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't have been able to contain myself. I would yeah, have wanted had, it straight actually, away. We, I knew he had it and he hadn't, we hadn't agreed a price. Oh. And um, I think you were with us, Stu, that night before we were out somewhere in, in the Weatherspoon which isn't the one with Classic. the club, the other one. <laughs> yeah, we really one with the bright lights on, didn't we? Yeah, the, so the, the, the one, the other one around the corner, I can't remember what it's called. And um, we'd been talking about it a long time, but it was almost like it was coming my way, but we hadn't agreed a price. And um, yeah, I think 
we both got we were both quite drunk um and yeah he just sort of gave it to me the next morning and gave me a price and walked off us <laughs> okay Sounds so in me. in hindsight do you think he was trying to get you drunk to sort of up the price and you were trying to get him drunk to sort of lower the price and you're in some sort of drunken standoff i think we try yeah i think maybe but it didn't work i think we i think it was a very fair price considering what they've done just in well it's not even 12 months since i bought it in the sort of 10 months since well, it was april so it's less than that so since i bought it in terms of what they've done in terms of value it's incredible but it was just um yeah the condition is it's it's immaculate it's absolutely gorgeous and to have come from from nick's collection who did um have that incredible sort of jawa focus so to to have the one from that collection was quite something so um yeah very pleased with that oh mate that's awesome good for you what a, what a score so um yeah just holding out on those sort of few bits it's um hopefully i'll pick some of those up next year this year just trying to finish off those lines and move on nice move along move along move along Well, that was our 2022. What else? What about you, Jez? What about you? Because I think you've picked up some big pieces this year. Well, thanks for asking. Yeah, I, my, my plan, my wish list at the beginning of the year was for a Palatoy Return of the Jedi Luke X-wing Minton card. And I managed to get that. So yeah, I've completely, completely chuffed to bits with that. So that was my Echo purchase. And that was a big hitter for me. So yeah, pretty hard to come by. Uh, and that was a big one. So I got that one off John, aka Wendy Williams on, on Facebook. So we met at Echo. So that was a big one for me. And I was delighted with that. I was after a miss card. Yeah, I didn't, didn't get a miss card. Funny old thing, Pete. I was after a VCJ. Always have been should never have turned down that one which i turned down on the forum in 2009 for 250 quid yeah. and i was after <laughs> i was after a base for my helix pencil sharpener so i've got the P helix death star pencil sharpener globe element but not the actual base not the sharpener itself and uh, so that was a rather obscure one i knew i would struggle to get and also a micro collection x-wing so actually of my list yeah just ticked off the one thing but quite a big hitter and yeah i would say that that is my big purchase of the year my favorite and i had a couple of you know close seconds close third so i've got my ewok combat complete boxed playset, which was a great find really really like that but most recently i was absolutely delighted over the moon to add something else to my Luke X-Wing collection, which is a Harbert card back. Yeah, there's absolutely no way on this planet I'm going to be able to get a Harbert Luke X-Wing mint on cards. I mean, I know of one. I saw one resealed one for sale about four or five years ago for about two and a half thousand. I mean, of all of the Harbert carded figures, the Luke X-Wing is known to be the hardest to find. So to see the uh, a card back become available, and it's the first time I'd seen a card back available since I started collecting Luke's in what twenty fourteen. Uh, I just yeah I couldn't say no. So that's just come through, and it looks amazing. Looks really really good. So yeah, 
just a few purchases and I also got Craig's or one of Craig's wooden pencil box from Helix so yeah lovely with the uh, sleeve and that's a really nice addition to my uh, Beyond the Toys collection as well so not lots and lots and lots of purchases but some definitely some significant ones for me. Impressive. Most impressive. I think that's impressive all around, isn't it? Given that I know we've had this conversation from time to time, but you know we've all talked about being a bit priced out and that we've not been buying as much as usual. But that's quite a list, really, when you add it all together. It certainly is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. We we we've done well. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Ah, we love it. We love it. Vintage. We love it. So where where have we been buying these? I mean, there's been plenty of events going on, which we have covered. Generation Skywalker has covered. So if I go back to the beginning of the year, just at the turn of 2022, Dan, we had just uh, launched a sort of coverage of the Farthest Run, which happened Christmas 21. So, yeah, we did a we did a show the back end of the year, kind of the. The, I suppose you call it the road to farthest from. I think we released it the day before the event so that people had something to listen to on the way down there. And then, yeah, it was the December, December. Big, big fanfare when it, we hadn't been to an event for years. It had been, you know, with lockdown and everything else going on, it was lots of talk, oh, we're going to have to wear face masks. All the windows, the doors are going to be open. It's going to be cold. And But it was brilliant. And the show, we released the show, I think it was late, late January, um, you know, just going back over what we experienced, all the interviews we did. So, you know, number of people. I think Pete, you were you were interviewed on that on that podcast. Yeah, it's great times. It was really well attended as well. That one from memory, wasn't it? A lot of people there. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> just about. And then we just had a few months to wait until Echo. So, and so Echo came back again. So that was in April. I think it was around about April the second. Stuart, you went to that. In fact, a few of us went to that. I stayed for a bit before I needed to move on up to Manchester for an event. So uh, what happened to Echo? We had a, a, a new stand out, a bit similar to the one we had at Father's Strong, but it was a new one uh, for the uh, for the first time. And we released a couple of shows, actually. We released a preview show, which I think came out like 31st of March. And we had some interviews with Adam Pemberton, who started up the Echo events and Echo Page and Wayne Totter, you're talking about the charity. Tom Scaife, one of the big dealers there, he came on and uh, told a great story about about the first Echo. He was a seller and he didn't really realise what it was. And he rocked up two hours late to set his stand up. He said a lot of people were like, starting to wind down. <laughs> There's him just getting his stuff out of his boxes. Um, yeah, DJ Trevor Broadbank is always playing in the corner. So we had we had all those on. The event was great. Uh, the place is packed. It's gone from strength to strength. The place is huge. Now, what what's that shop that it's in now? Is it in old Wilkinson's or something? Or B&M, yeah. something like that, isn't it? Yeah. It's a huge, great place. It's a great venue. And it is literally racked with Star Wars toys, vintage and modern. But there is so much vintage in there and so much modern. It, it, it's just it's just great. And there was, of course, that Palatoy carded vinyl cape jower there, wasn't there? £38,000. Yeah. Absolute billy bargain. Still there at the end of the show. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I should think if they're there this show, it'll still be there at the end of that show as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, brilliant. But then we did a, uh, a follow-up show, 15th of April. We did another show which came out where we covered the event. So if you want to go and hear more about that event, we had interviews from former guests Richard and Seth, 
And we then also heard again from Adam Pemberton, but Mark Baker, Chris Lawrence, Dan Aidy, Nick Dykes, Phil Parker, Lee Gregory, and Michael Havens had flown over from Nashville just for that event. And I know that he had got a, a, a good suitcase full. And um, and Mark Daniels, actually, he got, got a great photo with Femi Taylor, pretending to be a rancor with her. <laughs> That's right. Which, uh, which, is, which was great. But uh, great event. I mean, Echoes, let's, let's forget the, the toys for a minute. The dealing is amazing, but they get great guests in. There's great cosplay going on. They started doing swag. That, that's building up. And the fundraising efforts from Wayne Totty and his team there, where they choose these charities each year, is astounding. They raise so much money. And it's they should be um, commended for that because it is it's brilliant. It's a, it's a great event. We've got it coming up on, as we're recording, I think, in about three, four weeks. And I can't wait to um, rock up there again and have our stand. We will be there. We man, we missed the October one. Not one of us could make the date work, could we? Not the last one. No. Excellent. Yeah, mate. Podcast really good, and once again, wonderfully supported by Craig's enhancements. Oh, you could misinterpret that, couldn't you? So, um, yeah, Craig's enhanced podcast for that one. Talking of which, Craig, just after that, you went to celebration in May. Yep, celebration in May over in Hanheim. I think. Well, I was. At the time, the only member of the Generation Skywalker team out there, although Pete was there, weren't you, Pete? I was, I was indeed. I was there when one of those IG-88s uh, <laughs> slipped through your fingers. It did. <laughs> yeah, I was probably too drunk then as well to buy that. God, there's a bit of a theme developing here. There is. I mean, between us, we all put together a uh, show. Um, looking back on celebrations we'd been to in the past and some we hadn't as well as the one that had just gone more specifically so if you want to go and look for that it's show 80 nice round number to remember uh, and there's a little highlight reel for folks to get a flavor of the event because we're not talking you know uk-based toy fair we're talking huge global celebration and all that entails from a vintage perspective and i talked about it at the time there was noticeably less on the show floor, um, but it's the room sales that never disappoint. It's always fun to see what these unofficial swap meets in hotel back corridors <laughs> turn up, and this one was no exception. And you know, what was nice this time for me was I introduced um, uh, friends of mine and friends of the show, Will and Robin, to their first room sale. So I got to see it through their eyes and, and just experience that craziness that those events those events provide they just the room sales are amazing I, I love them and it's not long before we get to experience another uh, vintage toy room sale in London less than 100 days away mm. yeah absolutely yeah wow what, what a feeling that's going to be great it's going to be really good and and to accompany that what you get at the celebration are the great collecting tracks and, of course. Uh, and, and Anaheim was no exception and actually, if you go onto YouTube and uh, search Collecting Track Celebration Anaheim 2022, their channel, they've got 10 videos on there ranging going through it. So the toys that made us, Star Wars, a fifth, fifth anniversary look back, really, really popular video. Um, Lego collecting, Star Wars oddities, women in Star Wars collecting, modern prototypes, Star Wars original props and costumes, the history of Kenner's rocket firing Boba Fett, as you can imagine, that's the most uh, popular one, which has uh, been viewed 
yeah, two and a half thousand times, um, and collectibles from Star Wars Legend TV shows, the art of Star Wars poster collecting, 70s to modern, and Star Tours at 35. Collectibles from a kingdom not far, far away. So yeah, absolutely, Craig, you're right. Celebration, huge event for us. So yes, we did our pre-one, and then you put together a brilliant reel or, or sort of celebration of celebration afterwards. Good times. Yeah, absolutely. We were then delighted. Generation Skulker had the honour of being invited to uh, to really, really help out and support the Star Wars Zone at London Film and Comic Con. So our year was just getting better and better and better. So London Film and Comic Con, the summer edition, 8th to the 11th of July. So uh, Craig put out a highlight reel, uh, which was uh, put together. It was a fan teaser based on sort of rough footage provided by Dave Tree from a previous um, London Film and Comic Con. So that went out just before, but we managed to turn around on the afternoon of each day of the uh, Comic Con, a video sort of highlight reel of each day. So they're available, just rapid uh, little videos, just yeah, one and a half minutes, two minutes, one and a half minutes of each day. Good fun and an absolute pleasure to do that. And just that feeling of, I don't know, just accomplishment, wasn't it, fellas? Just when uh, when we were approached by London Film and Comic Con saying, can you help support this? Yeah, it's brilliant, wasn't it? On our last show, the 100th show, there was uh, a handful of people who have recorded us messages that we met at London Film and Comic Con. So yeah, it was um, yeah. yeah, nice of those to, to make the effort for that show for us. Once again, good times. And Pete, did you go to Echo in October? So that was July. Just had to wait a few more months to uh, October for the next Echo, which we've already said uh, original crew weren't able to go to. But did you manage to get to that one? I did. I did get up to that. And to, um, yeah, no no pun intended, but to Echo Stew, that it is a, an event that's just growing from, from show to show. It just gets bigger. They managed to retain that same venue. Um, and I think they've got that again for for the show next month as well. And it's just so... You just see the scape of it having everyone under that one roof. I know we've sort of been separated before in those in there in the, in the shopping centre, but to get everyone in one sort of visible room where you can see the entire show at once, it just gives you the the idea of how big that is. I think there's 180 tables, and uh, yeah, from modern to vintage, there wasn't as much high end vintage as that one in the spring where you did have all those sort of all the pally toy Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back cards, but. Um, Again, a huge, a huge sort of offering across all all genres, really. So um, yeah, and I think the attendance is growing as well. I think because I had the table, I had a table with Martin Woodgate, and they're queuing up. The early bird, you've got them queuing up outside the door, and then from the minute that that starts, there there's a good flow of traffic through till sort of three, four o'clock in the afternoon. And I think you seem to get a lot of families coming in. I think it's almost it's as a local event as well. I think a lot of locals actually just sort of get on board with it and and see what's going on and in terms of location i think it really does attract a lot of people 
throughout the country, sort of being in just sort of south of Birmingham, I think it's pretty easy to get to for anyone willing to, to travel. So yeah, and I think this time they had, like you say, the signers was is also always a highlight of that one. This one they had Dermot Crowley, who played General Methine in Return of the Jedi. And he has got a, a bit of a fan base. I think I saw pictures of a number of people bowing down in front of Worshipping him. Worshipping him, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a, is there a Facebook page de- dedicated to that, but um, I'm not sure what he made of it. To be honest with you, Pete, we've got a, um, a wonderful story in our 100th show, the last show, all about that moment. I think Dermot was, uh, didn't know which way to look. There's a great photo of some guy, I think the guy who was helping him sign in, sort of onlooking at everyone just on the floor bowing. He's just kind of like, what the hell is going on here? You <laughs> should look at it, it's a great photo. Yeah, the quality of the, the, the signers was good. Uh, Quentin Pierre as well, who was the, one of the Besbin guards, various stormtroopers. I think they had Laurie Good, who's the guy who, the, the stormtrooper who bumped his head uh, on the Death Star in Star Wars. Yeah. It's great, they've not sort of nine signers in total. And yeah, the cosplay is always really strong at that show. Um, yeah, all the charity work they do. And again, yeah, it's a good, a good social event as well. I was there on the Friday and the Saturday night, and um, it's just good fun catching up with everyone. So um, yeah, I think if you're a, a Star Wars collector on any level, it's a, a good show to attend. Yeah, definitely looking forward to the next one. And then that takes us to Farthest From. The year closed off with our farthest from Christmas event. It's always a favourite in the calendar. I know we used to we used to have three. We certainly used to have sort of two or three a year, didn't we? And it was it was the first event I went to getting back into collecting back in I think 2015 was the first one I went to. And I'm going down to that in August. And um yeah, it's 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 a it's a show that I think holds a place in everyone's sort of as a lot of people who have been going to it regularly is a is a special show and it reminds me of the the sort of 90s shows, um, the sort of shows out in Chesham and the old sort of collector's fair, they're similar, very similar to that, that sort of setup. And um, it's not not huge on dealers, there's no way in sort of, in sort of the league echo is in terms of the, the dealer's side of things, but um, it, it's fantastic as a social event. And uh, if you sort of go along and there's always some, some really great bits there. I think no, most notably for this show, uh, Mark Hockley had the, the lightsaber, the force being display, which Every time I looked over it, there was someone else just staring at it. It was just a phenomenal, a phenomenal piece he had there. Um, and the great, the turnout was pretty good considering the weather. I think we just went into that really cold snap. I think it had just started that weekend. You had the England France game the night before, um, and every every sort of part of the media is telling you not to spend any money and save it for your for your heating bill. So with all those things considering, it was a it was a pretty good turnout. I didn't do the the, the family day, I think you, Jez Dunning, you and Stu did that. Yeah, that was a good fun one, it's Stu. It was, yeah. It's, it's a completely different thing, isn't it? But you just got to jump in with it, have a bit of fun, um, play a few carnival games. Yeah, we've done it a couple of times now, haven't we, Jez? It's, yeah. Uh... But you're right, Pete. It's a different vibe, and it's exactly the vibe that Dave wanted. You said it reminded you of the sort of 90s collecting, yeah. which was yeah. it. I think Dave refers to it as you know, his love letter to sort of, you know, the dark yeah. times collecting in, in that era. So, yeah, absolutely. It's got a place within our, our collecting calendar. And more on that later on with some exciting It's a amazing. beautiful location as well, isn't it? It is. Well, yeah. Yeah. I remember sort of, especially in the summer event, sort of driving down there and driving. I remember the first time I went, it was early morning and then nice summer, summer day, driving through the New Forest. It's just phenomenal. You've got that 
sort of as a as a reward at the end of the end of the journey. So um, yeah, highly recommend that. And it's just a big sort of community and social event as well. It's a good gathering of of collectors. And there is a yeah, there's a video, there's a, a Generation Skywalk uh, video YouTube video which. I'm not sure who made the choice, but um, I'm sure there's a reason behind it. The Pit of Doom by Sightless in Shadow is a pretty lively track to go along with it. <laughs> if, you like, if, you like your, if you like your rock, give it a listen. Give it a look. Going to mix it up, aren't you, Craig? Yeah. Well, sometimes these very short videos, they require a little bit of a frantic soundtrack. But, uh, yeah, it certainly gets that. But, you know, big, big shout out to Dave, Tree and uh, all the... All the cool stuff for putting on that event is uh, much needed and much loved event. Well, so we've already said our collecting in 2022 was pretty, pretty good. When you consider everything, you know, combined on the crew. Then you look back and think, yeah, we just had a farthest from right at the end of 21. Had two echoes, at the celebration, at London Film and Comic Con. All sorts of stuff kicking off and another farthest from at the end of the year. So we were actually... In fairness, looking back, we were fairly spoiled, weren't we, last year for for events? So good stuff. Love it. Thanks. I don't believe it. How are you? How's it getting? Hey, you coming up? I'll be right up there with you. And have I got stories to tell you? And when I then look at, you know, some of the big hidden bits of news or best finds or discoveries throughout 2022, it then takes me back to 5th of February. 5th of February 2022, I get a message from David Phillips in New Zealand. Now, David was the man who helped me out massively with the Helix Death Star and uh, the Helix Death Star sharpener. So uh, David and I have had a bit of conversation back and forth over the year. Hi, Jez. It's been an amazing event here over in New Zealand and Australia. Six Minton card Australian toll toy 12 bags came up for an auction at the New Zealand auction site, all listed for 12 quid a pop to start with. 12 quid a pop. Combined, they went for over 50,000 New Zealand dollars, which was the equivalent then of 25,000 UK pounds. What David did is he he watched this, he, he recorded it, but gave it a sort of narrative, live streamed it. He's got it all there with such an amazing footage of of the auction in real time and the sort of you know the shock the excitement he actually said as it was all coming together it was like you know the final day of the premiership when they were going between matches watching people and you know seeing who's vying for the top slot and, and who's getting what she's got some amazing amazing sort of footage of this event and it was really really well documented so we'll just play a little bit now but what we are going to do to do this justice because david's got such great footage and it was such a huge sort of historical thing from a toll toys uh, point of view in New Zealand and Australia what we are going to do myself and, and Craig we're going to put this together and produce a little video just to uh, to document this because David is shared with me some great articles and some uh, great blogs because this truly was you know a really rare card backs and a, and a treat for people on on a real sort of rainy drizzly New Zealand day, uh, we got all the good stuff from David. Out, outstanding. In kid. Okay, stay sharp. 
So um, I thought I'd do a video. Um, it's a Saturday afternoon here in Wellington, New Zealand, and um, this is going to follow the end of these six auctions here on TradeMe, which is an auction site based here in uh, New Zealand. So a bit like eBay, but it has a few different rules um, compared to eBay. And basically what's come up is six vintage Star Wars figures uh, from the Australian company Tall Toys. So licensed by Kenner in the USA and um, produced by Tall Toys. And these are exceptionally rare pieces and very sought after and incredible that they even exist. There are six items altogether. There's the Han Solo, there's the Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, C-3PO, Darth Vader, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And you could, let's jump into the Han Solo one quickly. The So the main thing about these ones is that they are all 12 backs. So that means there are 12 figures on the back of the um, card. Later on, there are other cards, uh, 21 backs, 32 backs, 48 backs. 65 backs, um, 79 backs, and uh, probably a few others I've forgotten, but that's what describes them. See, these are the early ones released in 77, and so these were marketed and produced by Tall Toys Australia, hence this logo here, Tall Toys, compared to the Kenner equivalent version, which was produced in the States and in a few other places. So this is the Australian version on it. It's still got the price tag, look, $2.99. And as you can see on this, right now we've got 123 watches. It closes in seven hours' time. Um, we've got 24 bids, and it's $704. Now, all of these items were put on TradeMe last weekend, $25 start point. The seller had no idea what they had based on some of the questions um, that they've answered, just did not know about the interest of them. And it's going to be an incredible thing to kind of watch. There are a lot of big players um, talking about these. I have an interest in them. I don't think I've got deep enough pockets to own them, but I might have a punt. Um, and it's just going to be an incredible thing to watch. I'm making this quick video early on so that we can see where the, price, the prices are at right now. So we got 700 on the Han, um, on the Luke 600, 680 on the Leia, 650. Uh, the seller's probably thinking, wow, that's incredible. Probably won't go much higher than that. But... And we'll come back to this again a bit later. Um, Star Wars Tracker, which is an amazing thing made by Jared Cope um, that tracks Star Wars prices. I've searched in several years worth of tall toys um, to look at some of the prices based on here. And as you can see, um, let me just find the Darth Vader one and things like that quickly to show you. And we'll come back to this again a bit later. There is... Um, um, a Darth Vader one on here for where's it gone? Ah, there we go. Sold last year, twenty-four thousand dollars. This Tall Toys one. So anyway, we'll come back to these a bit later on. We'll look at these in a bit more detail. I just wanted to do a really quick um, sort of intro while the um, prices were, shall we say, relatively low. Um, the um, Star Wars community is buzzing on these right now and at 8 o'clock this evening 808 813 816 824 825 and 827 we're going to see where they go it's going to be in the thousands and we'll watch it live uh, so I'll come back to you later on cool
four minutes to go. This one's. This is, I mean, what's going to? What's really interesting now is why I'm looking at these across the whole thing, is that they are finishing so close to each other, and because of the two minute extension that happens, and I don't know if the Aussies know this, but because of the two minute extension, this could just keep rolling around, and the 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 Han could still be going, you know. 15 20 minutes later if people just keep bidding that extra little bit so we've got darth has gone up to uh 4900 three and a half for layer three and a half I'm, I'm out of the game completely i've uh, i get in too much trouble if i bid on any of these one minute 18 on um luke we've got 31 seconds going down on um layer so that could finish um, so that's we're not sure. So Han has gone back up to two minutes. Um, let's watch Leia go down. Boom, Leia's gone straight back up again. Someone's thrown another bit in. Um, Daniel, <laughs> so Daniel, Daniel's jumped off one of them. One of these buyers has jumped off. He was bidding on the um, on here against Rich M. Maybe he's given up on that one and he's focusing his funds down onto Leia could well be the case which means we might see Han close out so we're going into the two minutes on that one minute 59 um, Luke has pinged back up to two minutes again. We're at 7,750 on Luke. And holy smokes. Han has just busted the 10k mark. We still haven't, not a single one has actually finished yet. If people are bidding on this, unless they're using a system that helps bid for them, um, like that Daniel guy, he's going to be frenetic on his keyboard um, uh, bidding on things. Um, so that's got to be pretty stressful. And also they're spending a lot of money. You and me, or whoever's listening to this, because I'm sitting on my own doing this, whoever's listening to this, we're just watching this. That, you know, Let's just jump back on here and do a refresh and see what currently... So look, $34,000, unbelievable. Remember the seller had no idea what these were worth. They put them on for 25 bucks, so 12 quid a pop, and they got 34,000, 16,000 pounds so far, and they haven't finished yet. Um, it's definitely getting down there. It's gotta be, ah, kidding, look. It's pinged up again. Don't worry. We'll all together. Me, baby. All together. So 15 seconds on Han at 10 grand. Is he going to swoop in and take it? It really looks like he might. Five seconds, it's going to close out on Han on that thing. And I think, you know, I, I don't think that's a bad buy in a crazy world. I don't think that's a bad buy. There we go. Congratulations, buddy. 10,000 bucks went to Paul in Australia. Crikey, this is non-stop, it's amazing. Uh, one minute on Luke, uh, one minute 49 going on Leia, 5,800. One minute eight seconds on 3PO, 
one minute 50 on uh, Darth and Darth has just jumped up to nine grand. God, Daniel, I really hope you get one. Daniel Wilkie's bidding, bidding, and we're at nine, five. Twenty-three seconds on Luke. Is this going to close out? Eight thousand one hundred fifty bucks on Luke. Let's stay with this and see if it um, closes out. Ten seconds. Uh, I'm not sure who the highest bidder is. I don't really want to look away from it right now. Closed out. Eight thousand one hundred fifty dollars. Klinsman. Congratulations to you, mate. I think that's awesome i'm going to jump here as well one minute five on layer uh one minute 45 on 3po 23 seconds on darth at nine five nine thousand five hundred twenty three seconds if that closes at twenty at nine thousand five hundred that's kind of cheap for the market cut three seconds man could it go is somewhat yeah it's gone. Nine five fifty. Wow. Um that's bonkers. Let's just see who that is quickly. That that well good on you mate. You 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 gave a really good run and I'm glad you got that. And I'll be honest with you, Daniel. Knowing the other one sold for twenty four thousand take the buyer's premium off let's say it's 18 or whatever it might be that i think could be a really really good investment if that's where you're going with things I got him. I got him. you look at the quality of these three po's a little bent up if you're going to be really finicky about it um three seconds on layer six six thousand and fifty bucks closed six thousand and fifty bucks and that has gone to rich uh, 15 seconds on 3po let's see this one close out um and see what happens here oh it's gone up again so someone's put nine grand back on there um we know darth oh we haven't been even watching ben what's going on with ben Obi-Wan Kenobi, beautiful card. Look at that. God, I love that card. There's still two more of them out there. Someone just thinks that the 3PO, someone bidding on 3PO went up a grand without hitting auto bid. We have an auto bid function um, on this. So you can put a mount in and put auto bid. And um, <laughs> yeah, that does look like he did. Um, Looks like Rich OO has forgot to hit auto bid on and bid it on top of his own, which you can do. But if you hit auto bid, it doesn't bid anything unless anyone's bidding against you. And he's now managed to bid uh, $9,000, a thousand more dollars than he had before. I'm not laughing at you, mate, because it happens to the best of us, but that's a lot of money. That's a costly mistake. Um, but hey ho, it still might be a good price. 17 seconds on that. Um, 10 seconds um, and um, see what happens. One second, closing out on 3PO, nine grand, and he could have closed out on less than on eight or something. So 
Uh, Rich OO, he could have cloaked because Daniel was out at 6-7. He bid 8, which is considerable jump. I don't think he meant to do that. I would imagine he meant to put that in as a auto bid. And then he did another one as a non-auto bid as well. Unless he was just doing like the other dude and making a statement. Um, good luck to you and congratulations, Rich. Uh, Leia finished at six. Do you know what? That's a really good price. I know we're talking thousands here for Carded, but holy smokes. That's actually a... Look, it's unpunched as well. Beautiful. And who took that one away? Rich got that one as well. Wow. There's some deep pockets there, brother. Uh, Luca eight one again. Klinsman awesome. I've not seen I've not seen a Tall Toys Luke for sale unpunched in ages. Sometimes change hands. It's really really clear that Paul he wanted that Han. And if anyone comes in with a bid like that and wants something, holy moly, you know, good on you. Okay, last one, almost done. We're, I'm exhausted. I feel like I've been talking like a freight train. If you are watching this, I hope you've enjoyed following them. It's not been too chaotic. And um, I think it's a really, a really important part of Star Wars collecting history that all these things are closing out at the same time. In a small island in the Pacific Ocean, um, that has got a little lady in gore in the South Island, I think it's in the South Island, um, with a box of tall, Australian tall toys in her attic she bought in 1977. Thought they were worth 25 bucks a pop. You know, 150 bucks. Imagine, imagine if your car boots out and she's got them on the desk for 25 bucks. Oh, yeah, I'll take those. I think if I saw them, I'd be in two minds and I think I'd tell her, hey, look, these might be worth a bit more than this. Um, but um, this is just crazy prices. And that's fine. And, oh, Obi-Wan closing. $9,600. Who took it? Paul. Um, that's me. I'm going to close out there as well. Hey, um, thanks for listening. I don't know if anyone is going to listen to this. Uh, my name's Dave Phillips. I am a vintage Star Wars collector in New Zealand, originally from the UK. Loving this. Thanks for staying um, and listening. And um, have a look in the attic. Not your attic, someone else's attic. Um, I'm going to dive around some Kiwi attics and find some more tall toys in the wild. All right, stay safe, folks. Take it easy. That's it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> Help. I think I'm melting. This is all your fault. <laughs> Talking of auctions, Dan, you were really, really tracking some of these. And in fact, we've had some good fun on the podcast with you doing various different sort of guess the prize competitions and all sorts of stuff like that. 
from the auctions point of view, what have been your standout elements of 2022? I think there's a few things, really. I mean, there's, there's what's going on on this side of the water and what's going over on in the States. There was some, there was some crazy stuff going on over at Hakes throughout the year with, with some, you know, record breaking prices being realised. I mean, there was a, a rocket fire in FET that sold for $236,000. There was a a double telescope in Ben Kenobi that sold for nearly 80 grand <laughs> carded. I'm just looking back through my notes from earlier on in the year. I think there was a, an auction in July and I've just pulled out a few of the bits from there. So a double telescope in loose Kenobi, AFA 90, 27 grand, DT loot 12 back, 16 grand, a prototype C3PO carry case. So it's the off-white one, 13 and a half grand. It just went on and on. It was just relentlessly, you know, five figure, six figure sums for these for these items. But one of the things that I, I thought was worth just calling out on one of these auctions, you know, it went under the radar a little bit. I haven't really heard anyone else speaking about it, was some daily comic strips by an artist called Al Williamson. So in, in the States, they had a daily star, a daily star Wars um, comic book strip. How Williamson came in, did the first two weeks um, of strips, but they never got commissioned for it. So they were never published. He came back to Star Wars and carried it on after the artist that was um, that did end up getting it, a guy called Russ Manning. He did the Star Wars strip from like 1979 to 1983. Al Williamson came back in and then carried it on until it, until it ended. But these 12 strips that he did, the original ones, so it would have been the, you know, the first 12 strips of A New Hope. The, the first six of those are owned by George Lucas himself, but they actually auctioned off the second week's worth of strips. So strips seven to, to 12. And they went for anything between 47,000 and 18,500 each. So some really, yeah, some some stuff there that's quite, um, you know, historical value to Star Wars went went, went through that auction and, and sold for a, for a pretty penny. So there was loads going on over in the States. It was, uh, it was a busy time there at Hakes. But over in the UK, Vectis obviously carried on going from strength to tr- strength. They even had a TV show. So there was a show that started back in March called Scouting for Toys um, on a channel called, I think it was Yesterday. They had one, the first, very first episode was really focused on, on Star Wars and a fellow collector, Declan, who passed away and his family selling his collection through Vectis. And it went on to explore different other areas. Star Wars was touched upon quite a bit, but it was great to see what, what goes on behind the scenes there at, at Vectis. And then, you know, we had probably two or three big auctions at Vectis through the year. I think the standout one was was the back end of April when the toy shop display, the, the Ewok scene with the Scout Walker and the Endor Bunker, that was auctioned. And uh, a Palatoy Darth Vader head display piece that also that also went under the hammer. But yeah, we've seen the prices going crazy. We went through those in detail in terms of what we were seeing compared to what the market had been doing up until that point. And yeah, we saw some, there were some, you know, some bargains to be had, not many, but there were some in there. But yeah, prices have carried on going from strength to strength. Same at C&T as well. We saw them do two or three big auctions. And the biggest one, again, was around that May the 4th date. There was a, a lot of focus on on that period. And yeah, again, we just saw some crazy prices going on there. I, I, I bought off pretty much every auction. I ended up buying something. So, and I've actually really enjoyed the auctions. It's not, it's not something up until now I've really got too invested in, but I think we're working from home now. It does make them a bit more accessible, having them in the background and yeah, and tracking them for this show. It's definitely become a, a big, uh, a big, a big thing to me to, 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 to study and, and bid on those auctions. Awesome. Nice one, mate. I know you've been enjoying that. I, I was thinking for a while that 
some of these prices which are being realized you know the, the these aren't collectors they, they can't be collectors collectors are far more savvy than that but yeah i don't know i think the jury's still out i don't know if there was just people just investors on this occasion you know and i I don't understand it. I never will. Unfortunately or fortunately, I'm, I'm never going to be in that position. But some of the price has been realised. The, the the leap in uh, in value or the leap in price has been realised was just, yeah, absolutely incredible. And some great work you've been doing throughout the year, sort of, you know, capturing that and, and sharing there that is, with us. But there is, I think, for all the big, you can, you know, it's easy to call out the, the headlines, right? Oh, this sold for 10 grand, this sold for... There are, you know, not necessarily at that Hakes auction because everything was pretty much graded and that obviously carries a premium and there were some, you know, some rare items there. But certainly in the Vectus auctions, I think there are opportunities if you're uh, if you're willing to, uh, yeah, cut through some of the chaff because there is a lot of rubbish in there as well. A lot of job lots of broken ships and stuff like that. But there are some diamonds in the rough and you can get yourself a bargain. It's just you've got to uh, yeah, do your homework a little bit on some of it. I think just that, that little sum up just shows how you know, some of these auction houses are really helping push sort of the vintage Star Wars collecting hobby even more into the mainstream. You know, Hakes have huge publicity around what they're doing and the prices they're achieving. The Vectis TV show you mentioned, you know, there's a, there's been a strong Star Wars thread throughout that. You know, we saw vintage Jowers on the basic better best thing on Antics Roadshow this Christmas. Yeah, And I, I think it, it's all working to, you know, it's it's not an underground hobby by any stretch anymore. Even things like you know the Leicester Vintage Toys guy, Toy Guys and their Toy Shop on Tour YouTube series, which is becoming phenomenally successful. You know, very few kind of people out there won't recognise what we do now <laughs> and the things we spend our money on has value. And it's going to cost you something extra. Ten thousand, all in advance. Ten thousand. And I'll buy our own ship for that. But who's going to fly it, kid? You? You bet I could. I'm not such a bad pilot myself. We don't have to sit here and use... So in August, and this is what I love about the community and stuff, and, and the fact that Generation Skywalker has grown from strength to strength, because we start getting tagged in more and more stories. We're getting tagged by people saying, Generation Skywalker, you need to be aware of this, or individually tagging us. And it was Zia Resvi who tagged me about an amazing In the Wild find. And it was Paul Jason's In the Wild find where he managed to get himself a load of 12 backs and an amazing early bird certificate and early bird collection. Really great story. He was so delighted about this and showing and sharing some images of the carded figures which he managed to get at a yard sale. Uh, of these wonderful rare collective pieces these wonderful rare carded figures or hard to find carded figures but the, you know the real sort of gem was the early bird and certificate it was such a great find and it was brilliant because I was able to contact Paul reach out to him who's now become a regular listener and follower on social media have an interview with Paul someone I had never spoken with before pass that interview over to Craig we produced a podcast and an enhanced podcast within about 24 hours and pushed that out. So that's a really great one. So it's a wild find. You can find Generation Skywalker, the wild find of dreams on YouTube and the podcast. Really good story. Doesn't last long, only about 25 minutes or so, but a really, really good um, find. And I was delighted for Paul. Wonderful. 
One piece of sad news, which has um, really sort of rocked and, and affected one of the Facebook groups in particular, but has really shown how the community can come together and, and rally around. And, you know, we do see so much toxicity within the community, but it's at certain times that we see so much compassion and positivity. Stu, there's a, um, a particular sad story which you've got. Yeah, so... Back on uh, September the 28th, a, uh, a gentleman called Craig Bullen sadly passed away. Now, people might know him from Echo. He was very, very active on the Echo groups. I think he was even an admin on Echo Modern for a period of time. But he just suddenly passed away and um, has a young young son called Jack. And yeah, yeah, very, very sad. I think, I think he was very much loved. And I said if there was ever banter on the Echo page, he was often in the middle of it and it's fantastic for posting up very funny memes and whatnot. But yeah, abs absolutely devastating for obviously his family, but the community was he was very well loved. I've had I've had dealings with Craig and it was only um only in the summer that he bought all my retro figures off me from the first first line. So yeah, very, very sad. But this is one thing where the community does does do great. I mean, Pam Bullen, she had uh, put up like a GoFundMe page to try to raise five hundred pounds to help fund the funeral and we've seen it so many times in the styles community we saw it when it used to be on styles forum uk when when the chips are down for someone people come good and so that was 500 pounds they were looking for to help with the help of echo they have raised to date 14,395 which i believe will be going anything over to his son jack so that is an astounding number and I know that there's been several of them helping sort through his collection and moving it on and getting the best prices for the family as well. So, yeah, uh, very sad. And Pete, you were at Echo. I understand there was a, a minute's silence just before the raffle. There was indeed, yeah. It's very moving kind of happening. And yeah, very sad, very sad happening. But yeah, incredible, incredible amount of money raised. That sort of already does show the community we're in, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, larger than life character and uh, sadly taken way too soon. Yeah, thanks, G. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. Pete, now I'm going to come over to you. Morphe's big auction find, which is coming up, and, and how that can be uh, moving forward into 2023. What's all this about? Yeah, this was um, something that's getting quite a lot of coverage in it. Images first started appearing back in November, early November, I think it was, and you just saw these huge selections of sort of multiple carded figures all laid out. The story at the time was that this was just a while, a, a house find. A guy had collected them over time and put them away during the 70s and 80s. That little section of the Morphe auction went on for about 12, 15 minutes or so as we really spoke about everything that there was and the fascinating story and how it came to be. But I've cut it all. I've cut it all because as you'll hear in a second, I just set Pete a challenge right at the end. And Pete's already risen to that challenge and has produced 
Pete, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to lay down, I'm going to throw down a challenge for you now. Um, mm -hmm. Between now and, and February the 1st, do you say? It is, yeah. The Star Wars, yeah. it's the 4th of the 3rd, but the, all the Star Wars lots are going through on that first day. Okay. You've got 12 days to get hold of someone at Morphe's. Interview them. Get them on a, a little standalone. Be even more publicity for them. We want some sort of scoop. We want more detail. And uh, we want something else to accompany this auction. Because this is a big hitter. This is an insane find. This is, well, not a find. This is an insane auction. And it, it is, you know, to, to give this the coverage, which I really, really think it deserves. I mean, some of the stuff you've listed there, that's, that's incredible. So, yeah. There you go. Challenge. Throw it down. And we'll get do. I'll reach on. out. All right. I'll reach so. out, as they say in America. <laughs> so we're going to go straight to an interview now with Pete and Chuck Lang, who is assisting Morphe Auctions with this outstanding auction sale. So, um, yeah, all of us, we've been cut and we'll throw in the interview now. <laughs> Many thanks, Chuck. Welcome to, to Generation Skywalker. Thanks for joining us. Um, uh, yeah, really appreciate it. I guess you guys are super busy at the moment. I know there's a lot of Star Wars lots in there, but that is one, one hell of an auction. Again, just going through the catalogue, even after the Star Wars, there is an incredible amount of, amount of lots you've got going through. But I know just from the Star Wars side of things, and especially the vintage side of things, how excited the community is sort of seeing that. When we first started seeing the... Um, the images started appearing on Facebook and on the internet back in back in November, and I think everyone was just like, "Oh my God, what is happening?" And I think how true they were, but the rumours that things were going to be going in lots, and there was going to be sort of seven seven twenty back fets going in one auction. It got, it got pretty everyone pretty excited, but um. Well, the first response was fake, fake, making this one fake, right? And then everybody was like. Maybe it's not fake, and then yeah. uh, they posted more pictures, and it, it became clear that it was it was for real. It was. It just yeah. It just it just looked incredible, and just even I think it's the scope. It's kind of amazing to see that many figures in one in one sort of photo or set of photos. But it's just mixed with the quality. I think it's just those two things coming together, which is just incredible. And then you've got those sort of the real highlights, the Fets, the the the, the DT Luke's, and then just sort of some highlights on, on top. So this is a real a real mix and, and just the amount of it. But if you want to just sort of going back a little bit, I'm I wasn't aware myself of Morphe's obviously from the UK. They hadn't really been on my radar. But um do you want to give us a, a a quick intro into into yourself, what you do for Morphe's and to, and to Morphe's sure. itself, please. Sure. So um, I got connected with Morphe through their find. So when they posted the pictures and they started doing what you said, where they're like, hey, I'm going to sell all the, all the Luke's together and all the Fets together and all this together. I'm like, <laughs> you might want to rethink that. Indeed. So I sent them a message and I was like, hey, you know, crazy find. Uh, I'm not too far from you guys. I'm about an hour and a half down the road drive. And uh, I said, you know, I've got no skin in this game, but if you want to try to, to do it a little bit different and kind of maximize what you're going to get out of this and make it positive for the collecting community, I'd be happy to help. Indeed. And um, yeah, I'm sure they got a lot of those type of emails. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know why, but he picked me and, uh, you know, had some phone conversations with him, texted back and forth a bunch of times. He's like, well, why don't you come up? And uh, I went up there. And my jaw hit the floor first. Indeed, I can imagine. A, a lot of holy bleeps came out of my mouth. <laughs> and, uh, 
He's like, get to work. I was like, okay. So, you know, I worked with them to get things turned around, going from all of the Lukes and all the Leia's and all the Vader's being mm. individual lots to parsing them out and making them more, more accessible for the general community, right? I mean, not many people could afford no. an auction with eight, eight 20-back sets <laughs> or whatever, or, you know, five DT Lukes, um, or even four or five 12-backs. I mean, that's a good price. And so... You know, obviously they've got a business and they've got requirements that they have and uh, that they have to follow. So I had to, to straddle the line between what I thought was best for the collecting community and what they needed to do from a business perspective. And the vast majority of the lots are broken down into single figures now. There's yes. some where it's, yeah. you maybe made sense to, to group them together. Um, you know, you've got three or four Jedi carded figures that aren't going to be like a huge, huge cost on them. So maybe throw those together. Yeah, that makes sense. Power Force cards. Yep. Um, but one in particular that we definitely wanted to keep together was the, the box of Yodas. Yes, that's incredible. A shipper box with 24 Yodas in it. And uh, they all stayed together, so I was happy about that one. That now is an incredible lot. Yeah, that's that's already, is that up to about, has it gone over 10 grand, I think, that lot already? I just haven't yeah. flicked through this afternoon. Yeah, so, so. yeah to, to circle back, I am, uh, I'm just a collector. I am not employed by Morphe. Uh, I was lucky enough to be chosen to, to help them do this the right way. And uh, that's really the affiliation. Yeah, wonderful. So you, yeah, you've kind of had a pretty cool experience uh, along the way as well. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, it did just grow. I think that, as with you, obviously you're a collector, you would have seen it with similar eyes to me, and it's just like, um, okay, if that happens, it's going to be wild. It's going to be a pretty. And I guess there's, I don't know, we can. There's a few. There's there's collectors with with deep pockets in in this world, and that would have just. It would have been interesting to see what that would have gone for, but um, I think it's far sensible and for for all the concerned how it how it has turned out. And um, I think just every step of the way, it's like when the, the acrylic cases came in and all got started setting, getting set out, and it just seemed to just really take shape and just yeah, it just as it's as it's developed, it just looks fantastic. And those videos, I remember seeing those videos, that one that sort of sweeping shot with all the glass cases and them all just sort of like perfectly lined up symmetrically it's just yeah museum quality stuff it's absolutely incredible it, so. it, it is crazy and i have to give uh the morphe team a lot of credit because i came in with suggestions that were completely polar opposite to what they were planning on doing mm. and they listened yeah and they said okay so there was no protection on them initially i said we got to get them in some cases they're like all right cool we're gonna get these star cases and throw them in. i was like <laughs> How about if we do it this way? And they're like, but it's a lot more expensive. I said, you're talking about a yeah. two thousand dollar figure. In a lot of these cases, you're you're gonna cheap out on a twelve fifteen dollar case. Indeed, you could have struck up some kind of um, commission deal with 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 Ian's displays and said, how about I get? Well, I did work with Ian. And, yeah, uh, he was he was very nice, and you know, I, I brought him in early on, and I said, look, this thing's crazy. They've got a, an immediate need. Yeah, I, I'm gonna introduce you guys and you guys can figure it out but here's the introduction have at it and, yeah. and they figured it out so uh ian was great i'll give him some, some yeah no he's a great guy he's obviously yeah i know him back in the day in in the uk collecting scene yeah. so um and it does i think that the acrylics do bring so much to the table and i think the display that you guys have put it in and the, the glass cabinets and having it in the, the acrylic just brings so much more to the to the party and just the display so um so, yeah, i get a lot of credit they, they listened and they they wanted to do it right the right way and they continue to want to do it the right way Indeed, yeah. And just looking at other reading sort of bits online, the the consignee wants it all gone in one day, doesn't he? He wants he wants it done. That is correct. So <laughs> some of the suggestions I came back with was like, hey, 
you might want to get some of these graded. They're really, really nice. Yeah. And you could probably get a, a, a better price for them. And he's like, nope, that's not in the cards. Want it um, done. You know, con- consigner wants them sold, doesn't want to wait the, the six months to get them back from grading, doesn't want to pay the grading fees, just wants to move them. Once so, they can. Uh, again, that's the balance between what might be right for the collector's community and what the consigner wants. I mean, he's he is technically the owner of these. Yeah, still, he's bringing them to the. Yeah, and I think the um, obviously the grading side of things adds people who don't know, want the assurance of the quality. It's it's for them it, personally. It's not my preferred route, but um, I think it's great how it is being done, and the fact it's all in one day just adds to the excitement. And I think there'll be a lot of people looking at sort of seeing what's what's going to happen, and it's interesting. So many of the bigger, the U.S. auctions, like the Hakes, Prop Store, that sort of level, which this is obviously at, it's all graded, and everything going through them is is graded. So it's going to be fascinating to see this level of quality going through a, a ungraded. So um, yeah, yeah, great. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't indeed, wait. it's going to be really exciting. So you know, you kind of you mentioned it a little bit that they will be sold in the single day on February first. The auction format is kind of cool because you can actually call in now and bid. You can go online and register and bid online now. But the, the hammer actually drops on February 1st in person at their gallery. So they'll be going through as individual lots, like that more sort of traditional auction. So you just got the build-up so everyone can get... Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a traditional auction, but it's also got the hybrid kind of approach where you can go online and, and do your thing now. And so start, yeah. It's going to be super exciting. I'm, I'm going to be there for it in person. Excellent. It's a lot of fun. That sounds good. Yeah, have you got a lot of people um, heading over? How many how many seats have been booked? <laughs> I don't honestly know that. Um, I've talked to a number of people, and a bunch of people are like, "Yeah, I think I'm going to try to try to make it out." If nothing else, to see the spectacle. I mean, it's crazy. I think it's one of those things just to see. Yeah, just to see the the cabinets and to see that collection together before it gets broken up. And... Yeah. So those you mentioned the videos where they're painting across the glass cases. Yes. That's in Morphe's gallery. So that's right in their auction house, and they've got them all set up in those those glass cases. And it just look amazing. It does. It does look fantastic. So where are you guys on the... So you're, you're on the East Coast. You're, I am, yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess, well, big collector community. So whether, whether people will be, will be headed in there. You could probably sell some popcorn, I imagine, as well on the, <laughs> on the back well, of it. It's, it's cool. They, they do have a nice big um, uh, auction room. I don't know exactly know the exact term that they would use for it, but it's, uh, it's exactly what you'd expect from a real live legit auction I and mean, morphe does a lot of different things not just this obviously indeed um so you know they're not new to the auction world they're not new to this process no star wars was a little bit out of their wheelhouse uh which is how i got to be involved but um this this is not new to them as a whole so you know some of the questions that have come up was like what about shipping they're we'll on that covered they're on it yeah um, that is one of my concerns, uh, and one of the things I expressed them early on is like, if you don't take the care to properly pack these things and ship them right, uh, you risk damage yeah. in transit. And and you know, even even pro- uh, packed properly, you know, sometimes stuff happens. And uh, but I think my goal is to make sure that I educate them on how to do this so that we minimize damage in transit. Yeah, brilliant. That sounds good. And. Um... Yeah, there's going to be, I think it is a, a worldwide phenomenon, obviously, and there's going to be people looking from across the world and there's people yeah. just will be after certain pieces and just sort of some of the clear bubbles there and, as I say, the, the quality and the quantity is going to certainly bring bring people on into it and whether that's the high-end side of it and there's obviously a lot of, as you say, the Empire and the sort of the Jedi cards which have been put into 
into groups, which which makes a lot of sense. And I know there's quite a few on there that that I'll probably be looking at and seeing if I can if I can get involved. So I think I'm going to clear the weekend before just to, to make the list to go through the 400 lots. It is a fantastic, like you say, they obviously have really got their game together in the history and they, they, they know what they're doing. And just looking at the website, looking through the, the, the catalogue, and I think I urge anyone who's just interested in toys or, or history in general just to flick through their catalogue because there's there's so much in it. All the tops, the trading cards, the the, the robots and everything. It's, it's a fascinating sort of three days. It's beautiful. I mean, the catalogue is beautiful. Yeah. So um, I think it's going to be fun. So is it just is it all Star Wars on the first day or does it lap, does it go on to other... Is it just those? I think they're trying to keep it just Star Wars on the first day. And so then there's, there's, there's um, obviously we've got what they're calling the find, right? Yeah. The Morphe find, and that's close to 400 figures. I don't exactly remember the number, but there is also other stuff in the auction that is not from that find. That's also pretty darn impressive. Yeah, that's some um, nice stuff. Set of box large size action figures. There's trading cards. There's um, a lot of group graded loose figures. Yes. Um, some graded middle card figures. So there's a there's a wide variety of stuff. Um, the uh, the mailway, the early bird mailway. Yes, in there, that's lovely. Yep. As well. Yeah. No, it's good. It's certainly going to bring bring people to the party. And I think you mentioned it before that Morphe wasn't necessarily known in the, the Star Wars community, but I think that that changed from <laughs> from late November. There's no going back. <laughs> there's no going back. And yeah, I guess that will. Um, Attract more. We've seen it in the UK. Certain auction houses get a sort of a, a large consignment, similar to this, where a family have, have collected and sort of no one's really knowing about it. And then all of a sudden, they want to, they want to, they want to move it on. And we had one in the UK just put, as lockdown started. There was a large pally toy collection that went through one of our auction houses, and they were known about, but they weren't really known for the Star Wars side of things. And and since then, they have had more Star Wars. And it, it, it brings more out of the out of the, the lofts and the attics of this world, doesn't it? And people realise, and each new auction, each new find, the, 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 the level goes up, go, level goes up higher. And, and those those dollars talk, don't they? People think, oh, what have I got in the loft? And start having a look. And so it's fascinating. So you're, the press has been, been amazing. And I've sort of just doing a Google search and things just picking up um, and it's been sort of picked up in the states, and even the Sun, the the UK sort of tabloid newspaper, they had a they ran an article on it as well. And I, yeah, I saw that. yeah they managed to get the wrong photo. They put, I think they had a a, a palito on there, which got everyone even more excited. So it, was, it was their mistake, but you'll probably gain yeah. got more people on. And I I'm sure once the numbers are sort of realised and you sort of get the, the the amount that's taken, that's always the big always seems to really yeah. pick up the news after the after the event. Yeah. And so. I will say on the pricing thing too. So when I worked with Morphe to try to put together some of the estimates on some of the lots, they they asked me to be conservative. And their approach on starting bids is that they start the start each auction at half of the conservative estimate. Okay, yeah. Half of the low of the conservative estimate. So they really try to make it accessible to, to the community to at least get get your toe in there. You yeah. Know, go bid. You know, give it a shot. You never know. No, and I think yeah, I think it's there. Just looking, going through it, and just given the amount of some of these figures and the amount of them and the quality of all of them, it, it, there certainly is something for everyone. We don't know how it's going to go on the day, but it's like all these auctions. Not you always like to think one or two things go under the radar, and there's a lot of savvy buyers out there now. But um, you never know. There's a there's a lot of lots there to uh, to get involved with. So um, no, very much. You mentioned the quality too. So. You know, some of the, the early Star Wars figures, you know, 12, 20, 21 backs, 
Um, most of those never saw store shelves yeah. from what from what we're told, right? But even if you look at some of the the Jedi carded figures, they're you know quite commonly have those yellowed bubbles. Yeah. yeah. Some of those bubbles, even on like a common figure like an Emperor's Royal Guard or something like that, the bubbles are just so clear and yeah. the cards are so incredibly nice. It's just I was holding them. I was like, man. Yeah, you just don't see it. You never see it. You want yeah. your eyes. Your eyes are trained to seeing them with with the sort of the brown bubbles and when you do see photos or I guess seeing them in the in person must be see amazing when you actually see them yeah. with the clear bubbles and just think wow they he obviously whether by by design or by luck he got the the whatever condition and the the climate and the the, the conditions they were kept in was were pretty perfect so luck and that's that's another thing that's come up quite a bit is like how, how did this come to be what how did how does someone just have these figures so, yeah um, maybe just take a minute to touch on that so the consigner, the, the owner currently, had a connection with one of the members of the Morphe team. Had never really bought or sold anything with them, but they, they knew each other. They were into other common interests. And they would see each other trade shows and things like that where those things would be exchanged. And they happened to run in each, into each other, I guess, earlier in 2022, yeah. I, I think is, is when the timing was. And he just mentioned, hey, I've got these, these figures sitting in the closet. You know, I, I think I want to sell. And... They developed a relationship over the years, and the guy said, I want you to sell them for me. And they're like, all right, cool. They really had no idea what it was at that point. Morphe didn't. So they went out and took a look, and they were shocked. They were like, (laughs) all right, this is a lot of figures, and they are really, really nice. I don't think – first of all, the the consigner, the current owner, uh, wishes to remain anonymous. He's a Midwest owner. He has chosen that he just doesn't want to be – doesn't want to have his name out there. It's been made very clear that this is all he had. This is all there is. <laughs> is that if, you, if you figure out who they came from, don't bother the man. There's nothing I mean, there. He's yeah. an older gentleman. He, he bought these for his children um, is what is how the story goes. So I have questions there too. So but, <laughs> you know, allegedly he bought one for them to open and one for them to keep and, and sock away, which obviously we found the socked away ones. Yes. But if they weren't that into the Star Wars thing, because that's how the story went, is they just kind of didn't have a lot of interest. You know, maybe I do that, and maybe I sock away two, three, maybe ten figures. But I think maybe after the tenth one, I figured it out that they're, they're just not into it. And I but somehow this went on to almost 400 figures where this guy keeps on putting them away. Kept buying. He kept trying. A for effort. A for effort to try and get them interested. Thank you, because um, they got stored away in his closet and were kept in the original shipper boxes. The shipper boxes are up on, on the auction as well. Yeah, yeah, so uh, They're gorgeous. Yeah. They're beautiful figures. Yeah, so he obviously came. He obviously was in early to get the sort of the the twelve backs and the 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 early stuff you got, and then just kept. So whether he was buying them from just going into toy shops and asking for the stock and just buying the cartons, he obviously was taking the the trade boxes and or ordering them ordering them directly. But that's the best I can tell is that he had some type of a relationship with someone in retail, where they would get them in. He'd say, "Just give me the box." Yeah. Because every now and then, one of the Star Wars figures does have a price tag on it from here or there. And that's my best guess, is he just had some type of relationship, had the idea that he's just going to buy these and, and sock them away. Just went to the and, storeroom, uh, yeah. Went to the storeroom, yeah. went to the storeroom, grabbed uh, what was left and then took off the shelf and then just put them in there and then tried with the kids again. They said no and they went in the, went in the loft. Best I can tell. <laughs> best I can tell. Said, I have questions too, like, stop at maybe 10 minutes once. <laughs> But 400 at that point, I mean... Indeed. No, it adds, okay. to the, it adds to the mystery of it, which is even even better, I think. 
And I think the fact that there is multiples of some of the the, the higher end figures as well. You, you have to set an inkling what to do buying the the multiples of the the really popular characters. And well, I mean, really, it's all of the characters. All the yeah. entire Star Wars range is represented. So every one of the first twenty one figures is in this collection, right? So I don't know that he was very discriminative early on. Um, he just grabbed what was there. Yeah. And did very well. <laughs> Um, but I don't think the other, the other part of it is I don't think he knows or knew maybe he knows now he didn't know what he had he knew he had something but I don't think he had any idea of the scale and the quality oh, of what yes. he had yeah. and what the impact is going to be I mean he's, he's going to do pretty well here he did, yeah he um I think that family are certainly going to benefit. If they didn't benefit from opening the figures and enjoying it that way and liking Star Wars they're going to benefit. I think they're going to be a good there's going to be a good party in the spring at, at someone's they house. They might be able to go out to a nice steak dinner yes. <laughs> Indeed. No, it's fantastic for him, and yeah, it's it's. Um, I was going to ask how he's doing, but it sounds like he's just kind of left it to you guys to 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 get on with, and he'll just receive a check sometime, and probably be very happy, I imagine. I, I assume so. I, th- I guess that's how it works. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. So, what's next? Have you got anything else lined up? Is this has anything been coming to the to the forefront for 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 more fear? Is anything? Has anyone been adding more consignments? Is there more to come? As we say, you're I certainly on the heard, on the radar now. I haven't really heard. I think the the excitement and the buzz is to get through this, and um, I'll tell you, it's it's a it's a lot of work. I don't know if it's clear. Like you were mentioning, the effort that goes into running one of the podcasts, yes. all the, the behind the scenes stuff, the amount of effort that goes in to make this thing go is is impressive. You know, again, they put the the time and effort into making sure they do this in a quality way. I mean, they've got like six stations that have full-on high-end camera gear set up to take pictures of every single item. They've got yeah. an integrated system that allows you to track each piece of inventory and all the images associated with it. Wow. And, uh, you know, I, I think the, the focus now is let's get through this and exhale and, uh, <laughs> and then see where things go. But I have not heard anything specific since then. Yeah, I think they will. Obviously, the, the, the collector's world certainly know about this, and I think certainly after it happens, the the, the wider world will will pick up on it. And it is it's such a great story. Every every big Star Wars auction seems to to sort of hit the headlines on all the sort of the, the major news the major news outlets. So um, it is just crazy after you know forty years or whatever it is to find all these figures still finds coming out. It's it's incredible. I wish I could get that lucky. Indeed. So you you collect as well. So what's you do. you collect the vintage Star Wars or, or you got interest there as well? Have you got anything particularly that you're you're looking at or you keep in your? I'm not gonna let over that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's there's one specific item. So my focus is on stormtroopers, and there's there's an item that I'm, I've got my eye on. Oh, okay, interesting. So have you been collecting a long time? Yeah. So I I grew up uh, loved the movies ever since I saw them. You know, obviously got the figures. Um, my my family didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up, so almost all the figures I got were, were hand-me-downs. So I got a hand-me-down blue snag that I still have from when I was a kid. And Lovely, very nice. When I was a child. But, you know, I, I always loved it and, and stayed in it all the way through, like, the, the dark ages. Yeah. The, the ni- early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. And, um, you know, I didn't buy a whole lot when things went downhill in 85, 86, when, when everything was clearance to KB and, and whatnot here. But, you know, I still collected, and, you know, I bought uh, a revenge-proof from one of the guys over here that saved a whole bunch of them. Yeah, that really cheap back lovely. In the 90s. Very nice. Yeah. So you just kept going with it. Yeah, I'm similar. I kind of well, obviously loved it as a as a child and managed to keep most well, all of my childhood collection and then spent most of the 90s buying it and then got turned to the dark side by Hasbro and ended up buying into the Proud of Force 2 quite heavily. 
<laughs> and then got sort of burnt out of it by our sort of like the come turn of the turn of the century. But um yeah, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen started getting back into it and uh yeah, I love it now, just coming back into it sort of older and with the the internet where it is now and just the the fact there's a community. I remember collecting in the nineties and it was you're in sort of isolation, whereas now there's it's just a whole new world and it's just it's it's so much more social as well and it's just it's Yes, very much so. So back in the back when the internet was just starting up and collecting, there was like some of the news groups that you'd have to log into that was oh my gosh, you look back now and that was so archaic to try to get into and then then some of the, the web forums came to be like yeah. Rebel Scum and some of the other ones and you could you actually know who some of these people were. You'd see them at shows and be like, I think I know you. <laughs> um, you know, and you put the, the connect the dots. And then, you know, obviously, when once you got to the point where we had Facebook, it made things a little bit easier to try to. Indeed, it's just developed. The groups and the interactions and the, the personal connections. And hey, I know this guy that's looking for this piece. I, I, I just found one. I'm going to connect with him. Yeah, no, it's um, incredible how it's developed with the, the sort of technology and social media sort of developed. It's made it sort of made it easier yeah. and, and, and far, far wider reaching. But. Um, no, it's fantastic. And um, thank you so much for your time. If we can yeah, if we want to leave it there. And maybe we sort of check in afterwards to sort of see how it all went. And if you're not you... going to come over? <laughs> I'd love to. Come on, man. <laughs> I'd love to. I, may, if I, I might come over to collect something. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> but um, no, I really appreciate your time. It's been sort of fantastic. And uh, we're, yeah, I think we're very excited and looking forward to to watching on the on the first and um yeah maybe check in after and 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 have a look and sort of run through the the, the highlights that'd be good fun yeah that'd be great yeah and uh, again thanks for the time you know if you come up with any questions just hit me up uh, i'd be happy to, to jump back on and we can sort through it and uh you know again i will do really great thanks a lot chuck really appreciate it and uh thanks for your time and uh talk soon cheers, cheers. thanks a lot bye Pete, you completely rose to the occasion. Good for you. And Chuck, thank you so much for coming on. It's such short notice. Great shot, kid. That was one in a million. Remember, the force will be with you always. Craig, buddy, I'm going to come to you because as the years rounded off, we spoke in, in January 2020 two of um, the Palatoy Facebook groups great three of a kind hashtag three of a kind and there was also hashtag price labels which the Palatoy group were doing and it was great to see these things in the sort of interaction on Facebook and and people able to sort of you know show off some of their collection and and actually publish and, and show some of the collection that they wouldn't ordinarily be able to show people and uh and there's been quite a breathtaking one over the last month or so, which has been uh, shown. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, it certainly caught my eye. So the Star Wars Displays and Advertising Facebook group is a group that I'm not really sure how I ever joined it. It tends to be pretty high-end stuff that gets kind of displayed on there. It's uh, all eras, so it's it, there's some modern stuff in there as well, but it does tend to skew a little bit of vintage. I think that's where everyone's passion certainly in that in that group sort of sits for, for the main part but i passively enjoyed what gets shared on there but it's not something i've ever personally really engaged with until they launched this hashtag just after christmas to mark their 10-year anniversary so it was um 10 years of displays and what what it did was prompt people to share photos of the store displays that were in their collections and it just sort of snowballed into this wellspring of amazing things a fair amount of which 
I've never seen. And I've been, you know, in this hobby for a long time. You know, like what, Craig, you're all thinking. Um, so it's not, it wasn't just sort of the toy related displays you might expect. So a fair number of, you know, the Kenner bell-shaped hangers, 12-back counter displays and all that kind of stuff. You know, if you if you can think of a, a of a product line, somebody somewhere has got a store display uh, for it, which is which is which is pretty incredible, given that these are survivors. They were made in much less number than the actual items that held a lot of the displays. You know, so whereas one shop might have got a hundred or so products to sell, there was only one dump bin. But there was some awesome, awesome collections from around the world. A couple of UK standouts paul bullock darren simpson take a bow i mean some of the stuff that they've got squirreled away is amazing uh, is phenomenal but it was just one of those i think sometimes these these hashtags you know they garner a bit of interest they garner a bit of interaction this just seemed to sort of wake everybody up between christmas and new year and even people who weren't i don't suspect big point of sale collectors might have an odd piece in there collection which which they shared it was quite global so we had a lot of the uk guys there was stuff from you know australia new zealand sweden germany just you know it's nice to see things that are new so it's something that i would really if you're not a member go and join the group and spend some time looking around that hashtag some some nice stuff quite inspiring anyone else experience that did you, did you any other followers did you, anything stand out to anyone Nothing really stood out. It was just a bl- it was amazing the stuff on there, the, the store displays, the you know the, the, the you know the countertop boxes. Some of them I'd never seen before, and I know Mark had he's got some nice stuff he was showing off on there. It's just it's all so beautiful, isn't it? It's just <laughs> yeah, out of it my makes room. sense, doesn't it? So these things were designed to be eye catching. Yeah. So to see some displays of displays, it's no surprise in there. They're, they're very impressive. I mean, I've got I've got a couple of bits, but yeah, I felt I, <laughs> not embarrassed, but you know what I mean. It's kind of like, oh, there's no point me putting this. <laughs> there's uh, there's so much good stuff on it, and for everyone else to look at. But yeah, it was it, there's stuff on there they've just never seen before. It's just mad that it still exists. Some of it. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, to that, Craig. It it was mind blowing. Again, it was one of the it was the first one which I felt oh, can't get involved in that uh, because quite clearly, you know. I don't have anything which I can contribute, but you're absolutely right. Just observing it, just looking at it, just people bringing stuff out of the woodwork. Really, really great to see. When you think about it, you know, these these hashtags which we put out, let's just, what hashtag should come next? You know, we've had some really great ones. Mark, It was Mark Daniels who said, right, let's do three of a kind. Let's do the price tags. And people are able to show and, and expand and, and just, you know, share with the community what they've got so this 10 years of displays was brilliant but what else could really grip the imagination and sort of make people stand up and pay attention have a little think come back to me maybe even our listeners have a think come back to us what is the next hashtag to have because yeah it was it was just one of the ones which just came to them threw it out there and you just see what happened yeah really really good so that was the year that's the year as i saw it just you know the things the discoveries sad passing of craig but the auctions the fines and ending off with the uh with the hashtags but so much more changed in 2022 
you know, we, Generation Skywalker, we're constantly trying to evolve this and, and you know, evolve the show, uh, uh, evolve what we do uh, as a um, uh, as a platform. And uh, and if we think about how those old fossils has changed, what I want to do is just say to you, first of all, because there was quite a significant step change, which we'll come to around about episode 14 or 15. But looking back over the years, um, those old fossils, any sort of standout shows from episode 1 to 13 uh, for each of you? Dan? I wasn't part of it. I mean, I didn't. I didn't do many of the early old fossils, but I really enjoyed the the uh, the kind of roundtable you guys did on Repro when you bought Lee Bullock on. That was a that was a great episode. Loads of food for thought on that, and really, I suppose, made you question your own morals and how your own how you how you feel about reproduction and the rights and wrongs of it. It was it was I thought it was quite a well balanced debate. It's probably one worth going back to listen to. It's quite a timeless one, I think, because it's still relevant now and probably be relevant in 10 years' time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That was one of our most popular ones of the sort of OG, uh, of the original sort of generation of Generation Skywalkers, those old fossils. That was episode eight. And yeah, Repros in the Vintage Hobby, really, really popular one. I'll take no offence that that's one of the ones which I wasn't on. Um, I'm sure that's a coincidence. But yeah, a, a really popular one, definitely, Dan. What about you, Stu? Do you know what? Perhaps it's the island of Dr. Modesto. Uh, yes. It was a bit bit quirky. And I we had this we had this film, The Island of Dr. Moreau. I think that was right. Is that, that the name of it? Because I haven't got this in front of me. Correct. And um I'd never watched it before and I sat and watched this very strange movie. And it was very enjoyable. I think Marlon Brando was in it, if memory <laughs> serves, the one I watched. But uh, And Tamir um, Morrison. That's right. Yes, yes, and it was yeah. um, yeah, it was a it was an interesting concept. <laughs> so I'll I'll jump in and and then please Craig join join for sure absolutely. But this one came out on the thirty first of October twenty twenty, and it was episode six. It's only an hour and nineteen, so it was one of our shorter old fossils. Um, but yeah, so as Stu said, episode six, the island of. Dr. Modesto, 31st of October. What was the significance of this then, Craig, and the the idea behind this? So it was back in, you know, it's back in the days when we, we were going to do a Halloween special every year, we do a Christmas special every year. Um, but we did a Halloween uh, special, and the idea with it was this 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 film um explores a story of a, a kind of mad professor type um figure who splices the genes of animals with humans. And we slightly reimagined that. So Dr. Modesto, obviously George Lucas from Modesto, and looked at his, his predilection to, um, to, to creating aliens by mixing a, an earthbound animal with a human. So obvious things like walrus man, yak face, squid head. So it was an opportunity to just explore all of those aliens that kind of shared that trait. And on the back of that, we looked at all the uh, vintage action figures, but it was fun. It was a fun episode. Mr. Hockley was on that show, wasn't he, as well? He was. Well, Word of warning, most, everyone. Most similar to a crossbreed with an animal, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's half human, half Barry Manilow. <laughs> I was thinking more kind of like warthog, but uh, <laughs> go with Barry Manilow. 
word of warning when you go to listen to this one it starts off with a blood curdling scream so you you might just want to check the volume if you listen to it on headphones or or you know in a sort of public area because i must say whole, it took me a whole evening to change that uh intro music with yeah. the uh, with the noises of a rocking chair and stuff yeah very good so the halloween the subtle halloween special island of the dr modesto brilliant stuff Craig, yeah, that was that was one of my favourites. I think another one was the the episode that came after that, and that was recorded at the the end of twenty twenty, and was a bit of a look back at the big pandemic year and the state of the hobby. So not unlike the show we're doing tonight, uh, but as part of that, we discussed the Aston's auction, which, if you remember, was the one where the chap in Stourbridge died and left his neighbours a, a a garage full of bin bags that were crammed with vintage toys and Mark and Grant led that topic and it was one of those occasions and I can remember it quite clearly where I forgot I was sitting on a podcast recording because it was just great to listen to two experts on a roll together it's it starts with like the auction highlights and there were multiple carded paletot jowers in there there was a uh, multiple Dengar mailers but it just spins off into broader themes about collecting and the future of vintage Star Wars versus other similar collecting fields. And it, it was just a, it was a great listen then. And I'm sure it's a great listen now. And it's one of the sections that when we started doing the Skywalker Blasts that I pulled out and, and made as a little standalone piece. So I think, you know, we are really lucky to have some of the guests and contributors to those old fossils that particularly some of the latter shows we, we we've had on but I, I just think a little shout out to grant and mark because while they don't record with us regularly you know they have helped shape the show and they've made some great contributions that are still there for everyone to go back and and experience the opportunity to look back at this body of work it's been uh, it's been really nice i like the sound of that thanks jess Awesome. Yeah, nice one. So so we've got there episode six, episode seven, episode eight. So there was a real sort of, yeah, a nice little area of, of those old fossils that we had. And then moving on, started then focusing a little bit more on, on our own purchases and then sort of going into, um, you know, down rabbit holes with regards to, oh, what, what have we purchased? Oh, let's look into this a little bit more. And it would be great because it would then sort of encourage Skywalker blasts or we'd even delve into some of our blogs and we'd be looking at other things. But it occurred to me in the sort of first quarter of 2022, and when you look at the, the, the numbers with regards to the numbers of the show, so we'd launch Those Old Fossils 1, The Modern Way 1, Those Old Fossils 2, The Modern Way 2. And it became apparent that as a crew, Generation Skywalker, we're getting more and more focused with modern modern collecting was was taking our interests more and when i say taking our interests more you'll you'll never forget your first love but we were more inclined to record modern now now why was that fellas well it's got a, it's got momentum hasn't it you've got new yeah. releases that you're trying to stay on top of and not be too out of date so it sort of it created its own pace yeah you're absolutely right craig it, it did we wanted to keep up with it we wanted to keep pace you're right 
And it was also, I think, because we were finding in some respects that we were just getting priced out in the market. Now, earlier on, we had said about what we had managed to purchase ultimately in 2022, but we we were more focused. So it got to the stage where the numbers between those old fossils and the modern way were five shows apart. In fact, we had launched show 12 in January of 22, and it was five months later in June that we launched show 13. It had been five. I mean, that's a huge gap. There was all sorts of stuff going on. You know, we were really, really enjoying ourselves. The Attack of the Clone Month was hilarious and brilliant fun to record. But those old fossils had taken a slight sort of um, back seat. Not intentionally, it's just the way things happened. So we looked at it and I think I was the you know driving force behind this probably because I wasn't purchasing modern at the rate that the rest of the crew were. So we've gone for a bit of a bit of a change. And uh, and now after six months, we've seen we've seen quite a few changes. And like we would say, a plan never survives first contact and you have your plan. And then afterwards, you need to change it again and, and modify. And it would only be a fool who just sticks blindly with a plan. So as you can see over, over the last six months, what we've done with those old fossils has changed and changed. And e- each month we've sort of you know changed it and hammered it in. But if we look back now over, over the changes which have been introduced since July, where we focused on vintage figures, what are your thoughts? I mean, I, I've just said, let's, let's have a, a general chat about the way things are going and, and, and where you think it will be going. I think for me, <laughs> we did the, the, the Vader show quite early on and it was a one-off and I kind of, I think subconsciously been collecting Vader anyways, but it's, <laughs> it's yeah, on a personal note, it's taken the lid off for me. I, I started the year with three Vader mint on cards and I'm now sitting pretty on seven, a 12 inch Vader and Clyro bubble baths and Helix pencil cases. So it's definitely propelled me in a certain direction, but I've, I've really enjoyed it and having those deep dives and is, is, is interesting and certainly doing the, the research beforehand and we're having a lot of fun with that, throwing up pictures and images of various characters. Some are easy to find than others as we're finding out, but there's some, there's some stuff on there that, you know, it just really opens your eyes to, to what's out there and keeps you, keeps you learning, keeps you fresh and on your toes. But yeah, I've, I've loved it. It's been good fun. For me, I, I think it was the right move. I think it's, it's great recording the niche, the beyond the toys those those little things but if you go on to groups like your echo your imperial commissaries your best bin primes your 12 back groups your jabbers 99 percent of collectors are just about the toys and there's your bread and butter for vintage you, you've got to be covering the main the main topic that people want to want to listen to and um, that's where it starts for everybody before you get into that other stuff so I think it was a sensible decision and um, we're still touching on the oddball items, aren't we? I, I, I want to be able to do that, you know, Craig, jump in at any time, mate, because when we come up with the figures, what we say is, right, what do you want to talk about? What do you want? What have you seen? What? Let, let's go for it. So it's actually, it's good fun for us behind the scenes where we're like, right, crumbs, rebel commander, he's, <laughs> where is he? And so we'll be looking for these things and, and maybe we can just find some straightforward bits and pieces or, or a proof card here or, or, you know, and we'll come to the guests shortly. But there might be some sort of more esoteric areas within collecting. But I think it's uh, gloves are off, no holds barred, you know, no, 
nothing is off the table and also by trying to promote it more and you know as we evolve we're now sort of notifying people on our Facebook group of this is coming up soon these are the figures we're looking at what are your thoughts what do you know tell us and bring that in to try and make it you know all-encompassing but I love it when we go down rabbit holes and I love it when we'll find something and be like right yeah what about have you seen this and um yeah the deep dives good fun yeah, it's not. It's nice to have a framework, but like you say, there's wriggle room in that, and we can bring to it, you know, our our passions and our interests and things that we think might be interesting to each other, which is great. And that, you know, I think you're right. Some of the the best bits of when we're planning it and we're sharing some of the things that we found. Oh God, yeah, I forgot about that. So hopefully that comes across yeah. um, to, to the listeners. I, th- I think the the strength of the of the new format for me is in its collaboration it's it, you've, you've managed to blow it open to a much wider team of contributors so it's not just us um and you know we we'll, we'll talk about them in a moment but i think that's that's been sort of one of its key strengths and one of its one of the key elements of its success really is just being a little bit more yeah collaborative with it I do get nervous though, Jez, when you announce what figures are next, because I'm just like, oh God, that's a big one. Oh, that's a big one. Oh, where are we going to find something for that? It's, it's a real roll of the dice. <laughs> I got it all planned out for the next two years of like, oh, that'll work with that, that'll work with that. But things have had to slide and things have had to slide again. You know, so the figures which we're going to be doing in February, I'd actually hoped to do in December, because, you know, these were the the Hoth-based figures. And I was thinking, oh, snow, snowy white Christmas. And it just shows you, you know, you know how things change. And as, as we look at it, we're like, oh, let, let's do this. And, you know, inadvertently, the, the Leo one was just so huge. And, and and as I said, we'll come to the guest shortly, but let's just focus on the Leo one, you know, with, with Bruce and, and Bruce White. Love him, just having that conversation. And, and I didn't want to stop talking with him you know, and listening to his passion and his experiences. And it was just like, right. And when I got David DeMarcus on and when we had Ron and we'll come to this, it was a case of, yeah, we need to cut this in half and and we'll have this as two shows, which then pushes everything to the right and and we'll do this. So, and that's it. I think we we can't be too hard over on what we want to do. It needs to be that that feeling, what feels right and, and what we, what we think is appropriate at the time it's you know when i when i look at the changes and the evolving format so i i i had a little look earlier on and i was like when this first came out i was like yeah it's it's a it's a 24 month plan because we're gonna have four figures a month do the 96 it'd be 24 this will be an element of the show the four figure focus will be an element of the show but no, it took over the show because there was so much, because we were getting so much content, because we were excited about delving deep and, and it was the guests. And as I said, we'll come to those. And then it just, they, it became so big that it was a case of, right, yeah, we're going to have to cut this from four to three. And the positive secondary effect of that is that the shows are slightly shorter, which I think is more um I, I just think it, it's just more consumable for everyone, but it also allows us to prolong this <laughs> treat of a journey a little bit longer. So yeah, we've gone from four, it'll be part of the show to all of the show down to three. And now we've broken it up this month by just reflecting on 2022. So as I say, let's just 
has been quite free about it all. But the big thing for me has been, as you say, that whole collaborative thing, you know, Dan and Craig, you're, you know, about getting everyone on. You know, we'll, we'll talk about the variant villains <laughs> because, you know, this what a group of experts and, and you know, the, the knowledge here and the intricacies and the, the detail which they bring just to be able to give them a platform and to be able to, you know, share their passion and their knowledge. And, and you know, we see it more and more nowadays on Facebook about people saying, oh, you've got this particular one or, the, or that particular one. And I was lost. I knew nothing about it, but the way in which they talk, the way in which they explain it, you know, Mark Andrews, Mark Baker, the team, Will, Jamie, uh, and others and guests, the way they break it down and the way they explain about the families and everything like that and their bite-sized chunks has massively helped me out. And Craig, you've been working quite closely with it, haven't you, when you've been doing the Enhanced? How, how have you thought about this? Oh, I've learned so much. <laughs> Yeah, it's no secret that that, that's, that things like variants and, and and mint on card variants and things like that are a bit of a blind spot for me. So to sit down every uh, every month or so and, and and illustrate our conversations is 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 a lot of work, but I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. So you know we do put the enhance together to just support what might not come over in just an audio podcast. So if you do want to see what that scarred who looks like it'll be in there somewhere. But it won't I be mean, somewhere. It'll be at exactly the point we're discussing it. But I think <laughs> yeah. it's great. I think it's great if you were thinking of focusing on a figure or you just wanted to know a bit more about a figure, you could go back to that specific episode that figure's yeah. featured on. And even if it's just to get a quick overview and then do a deeper dive via their websites or whatever, it's, it's, it's a great way of, of introducing yourself to that figure and what's out there. Yeah. Absolutely. You're right, Dan. You know, so if people are thinking, oh, yeah, Rebel Soldier or what have you, just go back to that particular episode. It, it's there. Yeah. So that's the variant villains. And that's been good fun. Really good fun bringing them in. And they've been so can do. And it's just been getting better and better. I've had a couple of changes. Well, we've had a change with regards to their signature music. I started off with a bit of country and western. Um, all kind of... <laughs> what was it? All, all kinds of kinds but there was a couple of comments about people not necessarily liking that one so they've now got a bit of a uh, a bowie uh, theme but there we go uh, and then moving on so the other sort of key staple of what we have, Ron Salvatore. So we've been so fortunate, you know, we've worked with Ron in the past when we were on the Vintage Rebellion and and Ron has produced and provided us with so many great recordings now for those old fossils uh, to give us, you know, his insider knowledge uh, on stuff from the Star Wars Collector's Archive. Stu, what are your thoughts? I love a Ron tale. He's got such a, uh, he's got a great way about him about telling his story. I mean, Let's be honest about it. The bloke's knowledge is just—I mean—it's hard to rival straight away. He's a—he's uh, so engaging to talk to. But I just love it. I just love his little quips, and he's got a, a certain type of humour, and it—it it just tickles me. I, I always look forward to the Ron Peaks. I think it's—I um, love all the guests, but um, yeah, I think it's my favourite part of the uh, show. The host is a. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's the host who doesn't introduce himself, so no one will ever know. Amazing. You, you're right. We get comments on there. It was Nick, Nick Shear commented about just loving Ron's deadpan delivery and Johnny Goose as well, just saying Ron just knocks out the park all the time. Really, really good. So, yeah, we're absolutely blessed to have the support. They are Generation Skywalker, the variants, uh, and Ron, and then, you know, all the guests. But uh, someone who I've, you know, I've not ignored. I've just kept quiet for a second. But Pete, mate, you know, you, you've just joined the crew. And I'm going to put you on the spot now. I'm, I, I want you to be honest with us. I mean, I, I don't know how much of Generation Skywalker you've listened to in the past. If you've listened to all 100 episodes so far, there might be certain stuff which you've delved into or not. But what are your thoughts on those old fossils, where we were, where we are, where we're going? What is it you would like to see on the show? Yeah, I don't think I've listened to all of it. I think I'm sort of going back. It's weird. I was going back through my sort of my on my phone and not looking, and it's sort of like played episode. You know, when it says like you played it or not, and they're sort of going back up yeah. the years. There's so much content there. It's incredible. I'm just sort of trying to and looking at it from this side. Obviously, from a now I'm sort of more involved and just going back with more sort of a, a keener eye and sort of scrutinising it back through the history. And it's a phenomenal body of work that you've put in just sort of and yeah I think just sort of hearing you chat then it just a lot of the sort of things I sort of jotted down beforehand and is that that willingness to change when things come along and you've got sort of a, a key figure and you've got sort of some amazing interviews coming up and just not being scared to 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 move it around a bit and to say, well, we've got to go with that because it's all about the content. There's all like, there's no there's no real parameters or I think holding you back on what 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 you can do. And if you sort of end up with three phenomenal interviews from from focus collectors, it's gold. And that's what I guess people listening to the show want. They don't necessarily you're not tuning in just for uh, for a half an hour snippet on a on a on a key a key vintage figure. You want as much as much as there is and it's a podcast you just press pause and you come back to it when you when you can there's no um you're not going to miss anything it's it's there for your for your entertainment as and when you want to want to pick up on it and um yeah and it's a word i think you mentioned it a few times and that is what the changes you're bringing in is just is is what is key you're adding people and that's just bringing more of the community into it which so when I came back into to, to collecting vintage, the community aspect was was so key, and what keeps it it, it really ticking. Like we all we all love picking these things up and and love the the look of them and having collections. But it is that that community that that, that keeps it all together and drives everyone forward. And I think you're really really finding that, and it, you can see it as the show has the show has developed over the years, and you're bringing more people in. So um, yeah. I think that's really working. Thanks, dude. It's the, it's the people who are making it. And, you know, we, we've said about the variant villains and Ron, but we've been blessed. Episode 14 is when we decided to, you know, change it and mix it up. So we announced the change in episode 13. We started off with the first four figures and we had Matt George coming on talking about his incredible Obi-Wan Kenobi collection uh, and Ron backing that up. But it was... Barry Luton, Dave Moore and Paul James were hilarious talking about the Clatorium and their love of the Clatu figure. Mark Hockley joined us for that one and we had Will, Jamie and Mark 
Andrews uh, from the Variant Villains. So yeah, just having having those people on, but Matt George in particular, that was a wonderful interview with him. Then we move on. Yeah, we've already spoken about the Wild Find of Dreams, which was just great fun, and and I'm just so grateful for Zia for tagging us and for Craig for dropping everything in and producing the enhanced video. Then on to episode 15, we had Alex Pardy talking to us about his cantina creatures. Andy Rylos, Andy Golden, again, more Ron, more variant villains. And then episode 16 with Bill McBride. So at this stage, we had been doing four figures. We then dropped it down to the one because Vader needed one. So episode 16, both podcast and enhanced and supportive to Mark Andrews, Jamie Acourt, just an absolute dedication to Darth Vader, the Dark Lord. Really, really enjoyable episode to record. Moving on to 17, we had Daryl Whitlow, Chris Moorhead, Ron, and again, the variant villains. So we had Mark Andrews, Mark Baker, Jamie and Will. And this one, Crumbs, we covered the Emperor, the Emperor's Royal Guard, the Imperial Dignitary. So we had dropped it down to three. And from then on, it was going to continue to be three figures. But as I've already said, Episodes 18 and 19 were dedicated to our Princess Leah, Princess Leah Organa. And we also covered off Princess Leah Organa in Hoth, in Bespin and in Endor in uh, episode 19. Once again, we were supported by David DeMarcus in episode 18 and Ron Salvatore in episode 19. So, so many people coming on and uh, giving us the benefit of their collecting passion and knowledge. So, yeah, it's been absolutely brilliant. Lads, has there been in particular one from episode 14 through to 19, including the Wild Find, that you think is, is one of those things which you've thought, yeah, actually, that was that was my favourite. I mean, Dan, you've already said the Vader one. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely for me. The interview with Bill McBride's excellent. And, yeah, it's, um, it's led to all kinds of things. I've been invited to some, I don't know if it's a secret, but a, a Vader collecting group now that, there's a few, a few of the big collectors, and I feel like a, uh, yeah, a small fish. It is a secret society. Yeah. Your little cattle. <laughs> they got yeah. the secret little force choke. Yeah. So yeah, we've been showing off our Darth Vader tattoos and all sorts on there. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's good fun. But yeah, it's, it's that for me. Yeah, brilliant. You still got your Vader tattoo? Have you covered it up yet? How can you cover up something that big and black? <laughs> With a big Death Star. Yeah, could be. Uh, for me, with with regards to the guests, you've just named them all there. I think people like Bruce and that are brilliant, but I think Matt George was a real education. I listened to that on the drive home from London Film and Comic Con, and it was that 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 interview was an education. I mean, anybody who wants to learn about different aspects of the hobby, that that was brilliant. He was bang on bang on the money. Yeah, explaining so much about the the production how the whole process was done from start to finish and as you say you know matt such a knowledgeable collector you know one of one of the co-authors for the uh for the collecting book so yeah and pete's got a lot in common with matt haven't you pete <laughs> you both got two first names <laughs> it's a rarity that interview was great and watching that with the the enhanced as well it's just just pretty phenomenal and you and just to have all of that together and as you say as a resource going back if you sort of if you come in in a year or so and look at want to go back and look at these figures and it's just there it's pretty it's phenomenal yeah i think my favorites are still yet to be enhanced ah 
Right. So the last the last two and the Leah ones I thought were great. I mean they just I think each show gets better and better. They just get a little bit slicker and they just hang together that little bit a little bit more. And I just think that one it's just I, I listened to them both back to back. I waited till they were both finished. And I think Bruce particularly comes across so well. What a lovely guy. I've never met him, but I feel like I know him a little bit through through listening to that. So I think um, I can't wait to get to get started on 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 putting some pictures with those words. But I'd also like to echo what what Stu said about Ron. I just think that always his pieces are always brilliantly written and beautifully delivered, and they've got that real mix of sort of passion for the subject and irreverence. And he just walks that line all the time and, and nails it. But he's also very good at contextualizing whatever he whatever it is he's talking about, whether that's tied to what was going on at Kenner at the time or just generally in pop culture in that era. So you always get a real sense of completeness from his little sections. They're, they, they're very, very self-contained and they're, they're always a little highlight for me when they come when they come through. Brilliant. And you said they haven't been enhanced yet. So there's going to be loads of people are breathing a sigh of relief because the Leo ones will get done, won't they? They're just, we've just been so busy and there's just been so much going on. Well, we had an ambitious uh, Christmas programme. <laughs> yeah. 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 So so bear with us, <laughs> folks, we'll because, uh, and we're a victim of our own success with this, aren't we? And that's the problem that... The shows are just getting, they got to a stage where they were just getting really, really big. And we don't want three and a half, four, five, six hour podcasts. We we wanted it to be a, a decent amount of time, a, a solid podcast. And Greg put so much into the enhanced podcasts and it was just becoming just overbearing wasn't it and and as you say when you when you sit down to start producing an enhanced and you're like wow i've got this amount of time ahead of me it's like you know staring down the barrel so um yeah just bear with us because those will be coming for me i've enjoyed it i've loved each and every one of the guests coming on it's been brilliant just you know speaking with alex party i just can't wait to to meet up with alex and just like give him a, a, a massive man love because i just feel like i've i've met a really good mate and uh, just listening to his collection and chatting away, you know, when we had Andy Rylos talking on uh, uh, about his um, Hoff Rebel Soldier stuff, you know, he's always a giggle, is always a laugh. So, so many great folk coming on. And, you know, so sorry for Daryl Whitlow for getting you up at half six in the morning to do an interview because <laughs> of the time delay. You know, these are all people who have contributed and it's uh, it's been good fun. You know, we've enjoyed it. We've spoken about it. But it's the feedback, the feedback which we've been getting on social media, on, on Instagram. And I've just I've just grabbed a couple of bits off of Facebook now because this isn't just a podcast now. People are deciding if they want to listen to the audio or wait and watch the Enhanced. Because, you know, we've spoken about the Enhanced quite a bit. It was Robbie Lander who's um, clearly a fan of the Enhanced shows because he, he's just written... Uh, a post just very recently saying finally got around to listening to the Leah episodes I was holding off the enhanced I couldn't wait any longer which for me is an amazing thing to say I was so pleased uh, to hear that he said sorry I waited so long like a lot of people I'm sure I feel like Bruce is my brother from another mother I was also pulled up on stage with Carrie which is in reference to a story which Bruce passes 
gets obsessive about Carrie, cried when she passed, etc, etc. I'm envious of Bruce's Leah collection. Great episodes. Johnny Goose, two great episodes. Really enjoyed them. The interviews are great. And folks, don't forget to lather up Leah. But Nick Shear's comment made me laugh. My, this show is addictive. Whatever they talk about, I feel the need to add that to my collection. I didn't know I needed a Lady Emperor, but I've just bought one with the Black Chirper staff. Great show again, guys. Thanks. Loving the new format. So it does appear that we're moving in the right direction and we all sort of collectively seem quite pleased with it. Princess Leia. So, the last show which we did, the Leah show, we had a bit of a debate. We had a bit of a debate. We had a bit of a disagreement. And we put something on social media about this as well, because I made it quite clear that Leah Endor Poncho was a tremendous figure with all of her accessories. And I said far, far better than Leah Bespin and Leah Hoth in particular. And probably, you know, joint second with Boosh next to Leah Organa. And Dan and Stu in particular, in fact, all of you were against me. And um, saying that, no, actually Endor was, you know, pretty much one of the worst ones or fourth or fifth. So you, uh, you put it to the test and you put it on the We Are Generation Skywalker Facebook group which has been great to see the amount of energy going into that and the amount of contributions, not just from the team, but from other people coming on board and sharing various different bits and pieces. But lads, I've totted up the results. Yes, I have. You've totted them up probably to how you want them. I don't believe your response to this before you get any further. Oh my goodness me. (laughs) Oh my word. Right, okay, folks, you're not going to see this. You definitely won't see it on the enhanced, but you will hear it on the uh, <laughs> on the on the audio. Is I'm I'm now sharing my screen with you guys because as you can see there, I have been diligently writing it down. This is a one. This is a two. This is a three. This is a four. Oh, my goodness me, I I am I'm so shocked. This is accurate. You've checked. You're doubting my integrity, right? Okay, so Dan. Dan, you put Leah Hoff is first, Organa yeah. is second, Bespin is third, Boosh is yeah. fourth, and you slagged Endor right off. Look at Stu. <laughs> okay. Uh, listeners, Stu has turned on his camera. He's got some Leah buns. He's wearing a dressing gown. And um, he's... he's oh, dearie me. He's just exposed <laughs> his shoulder. It's 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 all kicking off. It's... Anyone, can anyone boot him or uh, just like, there we go, turn off the camera, much better. So I'm going to come, I'm going to cut straight to the facts. The lower the number, the better, because you've got more ones or twos, etc, etc. The higher the number, this one is the least popular Leah. In fifth position, who wants to guess what it is? I thought I'm coming in, I would guess that it's Bespin or Hoff. Yeah, in fifth position is Bespin with 92 points. In fourth position 
was Hoth with 86 points. In third position was Endor with 66. Second position was Bush with 55. And first was Organa Original with 43. So 43, 55, 66, and then a jump up to 86 and 92. So Endor definitely above Bespin and Hoth. So um, yes, completely vindicated. You guys put right back in your chair. And it was, yeah, Tim V. Coven, Wendy Williams, Rob Thompson, Jared, Mark Spriggs, Neil Tobin, all saying, Jez, we're on your team. They're completely wrong. We don't um, care. I don't care. I still don't care. It's still wrong. Anyone who puts a Return of the Jedi figure above an Empire Strikes Back figure is mental. Oh, that's cool. Oh, damn. That's a big comment. That's a, that's a big, big statement, isn't it? They're great figures. They're the best, best line. Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back, back in the best line. We're not going to open this up again, mate, but it, you know. No, but it's, it's true. Well, it's not true because it's just been completely debunked. You know, we, no. we've had more comments and more interaction on this post than any of our posts so far. There, there's been, you know, close to 50 comments on this on the on this post people voting loads and loads of people voting and they have voted the empire strikes back figures bottom Fact. this must be like when Dan. this must be like when you do a um when we do a committee jez and you don't get your the answer <laughs> uh, <laughs> ask you a question dan no return of the jedi figure is better than an empire there is no empire figure better than the emperor's royal guard Yes, there is. No, there isn't. Yeah, there is. Name yeah. me 11. Name you 11, I'll name you one. Hoth <laughs> Stormtrooper. No, this is a fail. How is it? Attack we're driver. We're in a skirt. All better figures. Which you're, one? You're saying Hoth Stormtrooper is better than the Emperor's Royal Guard. Yeah. Stu, I think you need to set up a figure competition on, um, on WAGS, on the Wheel Generation Skywalker group. Okay, it'll be up before this is um, out because right. I, I, yeah, you're, you're Matt. The Emperor's Royal Guard is an amazing figure, Dan. And I, I'm not saying it's not, but there's better figures in the Emperor. You are. You, you, I think you just did. You're yeah. backtracking now. I'm not saying it was a bad figure. They're all wrong. You, you've said em, every Listen, Emperor Strikes Back every, figure every is better. Layer is 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 not a great figure. <laughs> well. Not, Agree to disagree. Well, okay. Uh, She's royalty to me. Sorry, sorry, Craig? She's royalty to me. She's royalty to you indeed. Dan, you were one of only two people of all of the voters who gave Hothalia one point. Who was that, me and my mate Rob? Yeah, yeah, you and Rob Marsh. Can we just ask Pete for his top five layers? Yes. Yeah, it's hard. I think they're all really strong there isn't one that's bad i don't think Very but um i think i'm similar to the um the actual results so yeah Leia are going first um Bush second uh ben's been actually really like i know that's probably some people's least favorite off fourth off yeah and then and then poncho yeah you are kidding me <laughs> sorry jeff there's no need to be sorry because let me tod it up even with your bits hasn't made a difference so um, <laughs> all good 
There we go. I just wanted to bring the Great Lear debate to a close. <laughs> so lads, that was those old fossils, but Generation Skywalker has evolved. We've changed so much. We keep on mixing it up. I mean, Craig, you've been pushing so many enhanced. We, we've had Skywalker Blasts coming out, unboxings coming out. YouTube has just been blowing up so many things and the blogs, more and more and more content, which then brings me to share with you the fact that we've just brought out a new Generation Skywalker content catalogue, which we've put on our We Are Generation Skywalker Facebook group which if you were to click on this, it's got links to absolutely everything separated into categories. So all the interviews together, all the unboxings together, all the modern way together, all those old fossils together. So you can just dip in and think, oh yeah, I want to go and check out that. So it's a really, really handy catalogue to everything that we've produced. I like the sound of that. So all these things, considered the, the changes which we've been doing just done a little bit of a sort of reflection on, on where we are as a platform and, and you know I look back as to when we launched at the beginning of 2020 and uh, at a time when other podcasts were clearly really well established you know had a dedicated listener base market was swamped we're seeing it all the time the amount of Star Wars podcasts out there there's too many of them Accelerate to attack speed. Draw their fire away from the cruisers. Copy, Gold Leader. So it was, you know, quite daunting starting fresh in, in 2020 as opposed to starting fresh, you know, good five, six, seven, eight years before that. So we've pushed, we've persevered, we've focused on putting out accurate, relevant, interesting content. And it's hugely important for us to have something which, you know, we, we've enjoyed doing. You know, we, we've faced stiff competition from lots of others. There's lots of other podcasts which are out there for people to listen to. Uh, a time when, you know, love and support in some respects for some aspects of Star Wars and the Star Wars community has begun to dwindle slightly, you know, but having looked at our figures and how things are developing, our light seems to continue to burn and burn quite strong. You know, we, we began in 2020, have grown into 2021, and then again grew into 2022 and not decline as we hear so many other podcasts um, suffering. But the changes I think we've implemented this year and, and the guests primarily that we're getting on have ensured that this year, lads, we've been going on about an average of a nine, uh, 6 to 9% increase year on year. But from June, we've had a whopping 45% increase on our interactions, on our downloads, on our, and, and on our views. But it's the downloads in particular, 45%. So it's it's been an incredible, and it's just, at this stage, I just want to say thank you to all the contributors, you know, the variant villains, Ron, and all the guests we've had on, because to jump up like that by 45% is, you know, something which we're all delighted with. So thank you very much. Remember, the force will be with you. Always. So we had a little look and, uh, and and who's been listening over the years, over the year, last year in particular. And I just want to say to those people in South Africa, Austria, Bulgaria, Costa Rica, Guernsey, Honduras, Chile, Kuwait, Malta, Peru, 
Turks, Taiwan, Indonesia, Czech Republic, Brazil, Mexico, Japan, Ecuador, Cyprus, Isle of Man, Romania, Croatia, Turkey, Italy, Sweden, Norway, Greece, Thailand, Singapore, Denmark, hello to you all, France, Germany, Switzerland, Israel, Portugal, Belgium, India, New Zealand, Netherlands, Spain, Ireland, Canada, Australia and the United States. Thank you to all of our international listeners. It's, it's absolutely brilliant to have you on board checking out Generation Skywalker. That's insane, isn't it? And, and UK make up 65% of our downloads. So that's that's a significant number of external and uh, foreign to the UK listeners. And uh, we're just hugely grateful for your support. But yeah, what a list. Russia and Belarus don't get a lot of the enhanced versions. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And we've got 0.36%, which is down as unknown, unable to identify the ge- geographical locations. So, mm, okay, galaxy far, far away. Mm. Indeed. Generation Skywalker changing in 2022 into 23. Which leads me then to go on to what are our plans and hopes for 2023? What's on the horizon? Echo Live. Whoop, whoop. February 4th. Yeah, indeed. February the 4th, Echo Live. So just after this show's going to come out, we'll be there in Redditch and uh, something which we all look forward to. But not just Echo Live, we've got Celebration as well. Everyone's looking forward to Celebration Easter weekend. But we've got a scoop. Well, if there's a bright center to the universe, you're on the planet that it's farthest from. Now, not sure if this has been announced yet. There might even be some people on the team who aren't aware of this. We're really, really pleased to be able to announce that the next Farthest From, the love letter to vintage collecting, is going to be on the 27th and 28th of May. So 27th, the Family Fun Day, 28th, the Vintage Collection, 27th, 28th of May, 2023, in Fordingbridge, Dave Tree's farthest from, with a Return for Jedi special feel to it. More details coming out on the farthest from Facebook page and, of course, on Generation Skywalker. So that is something for us absolutely to look forward to. Three great events in the first half of the year. I'm, just, I'm so excited. <laughs> what one What one do you look forward to the most? Um, I don't want to say because I love all of them equally, Daniel. <laughs> but it is phenomenal. There's four, there's three in, what, four months, five months? It's um, quite a treat. You consider the sort of COVID years when we were starved and then we got those three in, in five months. Bring it on. Indeed. Become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. I said it at the beginning, what your plans were at the beginning of 22 for the year. What was on your list? We're going to go around again now and find out what is on your list. Some of you have already given a little a little clue, but we're just going to pin it down. Four things, maximum. Four things that you're on the hunt for in 2023. Pete, I'm going to start off with you. Yes, I think I've sort of alluded to a couple of these already. So yeah, that IJ Tate doll is, is monthly up there. If I can sort of get one sorted this year. Try to overlook Stormtrooper. I'd like to pick one of them up. And the R2 pop-up as well. That would finish those two runs that I've been doing for a number of years now. So it'd be nice to, to finish those off. And um, I need to go back to my tops sort of collection. I've got a number of, I'm sort of missing about three um, other display boxes for the cards. 
think that's four. Is that four? Yeah, that's four. Okay. Stu? Do you know what? This year's going to be more about me actually getting everything displayed properly, but to crack on with the loose will be a priority. If those three pieces of Sigma, if I can knock one off this year, mirror, that salt and pepper pot, or the bookends, I'd be so happy just to add another one. I might collect all the micro collection. Uh, might be one of those things that I start, I buy a few of them, and then stop, carry on with my re-ease focus, and uh, a Huffy bike, please, someone. Sorry, the re-ease focus. Where, where's the re-ease focus come from? I've been doing it for about, what, about 10 minutes now? <laughs> I was thinking about you know what Reese I can remember being a child must have been about 85 or 86 and there used to be this Tesco's in Herne Bay used to have an escalator like off the main high street up and they used to have this tub at the top this box of um, just reduced figures and it was just full of Reese and my mum every time we went in there my mum would never buy me one and I never got it and uh, yeah now I've got a lot of them so, um, yeah, going to have a, a reissue. Yeah. So what, okay. you can rub it in your mum's face and say, look what I got. You're going to get me it. Yeah, just... Uh, I think he pops up on quite a bit of um, Beyond the Toys stuff. So, yeah. Just one little shelf. Just get yourself a nice little Secuda. <laughs> get yourself a nice little Secuda. Readies, add to your focus. I might have it, actually, mate. Yeah. Bear with me, I've got two. I've got a feeling one of them is Reese. You ever get those occasions where you wish you hadn't said something? <laughs> I can't get to them, mate. There's sort of stuff in the way. Oh, what a shame. Okay. So, yeah, great fo- great focus for uh, 2023. Great. I'll tell you what's on my list. Yeah. Watching Stu's unboxing of his Sigma display. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm very excited by that. I I don't own a single piece of Sigma. I kind of feel like I'm flexing it through you. (laughs) It it does hold a massive amount of appeal to me. Can I, can we take it as read that the things that you listed earlier can roll over and we'll count that as one? So the letter set display, the Gamorrean Guard, um, Addis Bottle and the Omnivader. I'd like to add to that very exciting Random House bookmark a Vader, which is the only one I don't have. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I am definitely, definitely going to finish the look-ins run this year. I think I'm about, I don't know, a handful, a slack handful of owning every significant Star Wars mention in a look-in magazine. And when I say significant, I am counting things like people listing Star Wars as one of the things they, they want to find in a pen pal. So it's quite... It's quite a granular exercise, but I am going to finish that. I am going to finish the blog. I will publish the full matrix of where all of this Star Wars content sits in every issue. It's been a long project, but I'm going to get that finished this year. And maybe, maybe 2023 is the year that I too add a vinyl cake jower to the collection. You know, it is a it is an icon of the hobby. So let's put it on record. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna place vinyl cake shower on my bucket list. Fair enough. And Craig, I need to remind you of your sort of gentlemanly actions last year, because last year I went before you and I said vinyl cape shower. And you said, Oh yeah, I want one of those as well. 
but you've said it first, so I'll stand back. So it was on mine. <laughs> it, it's still yeah. on mine. However, yeah. you have not, first refused. They're not refused. as rare as, uh, as letter set displays. No, absolutely not. Or, or probably harbour X-wing pilot. <laughs> <laughs> so what, I'll I... attack you both on every single Vino Cape drawer I see this year. Please do, because it makes me feel loved. <laughs> be disappointed if one of you don't buy one of the ones you're tagged in well we'll have to you know it's uh like i say it's yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna fight jess for a final coach hour i would just like to have one i think it's time <laughs> yeah same here i'm just too tight <laughs> i'm just like no i have a figure in mind and i am not paying that much for it so uh yeah as <laughs> simple as that so i'm sure they'll come and go but i've got a figure in mind and i've got a figure in mind for a palatoid death star i've got a figure in mind for a vinyl cape shower and you know it's a marathon not a sprint i'll wait bide my time and uh and i'll get it but it's just you know i'm not gonna rush at it so so there we go for me yeah i will go second <laughs> to the final cape shower Palatoid Death Star is just one of those wonderful things that I would love to add. I'm still looking for a miss card. And I don't know, there's something about maybe displaying my collection a little bit more downstairs. So I'm, I'm looking looking for something, you know, we're just, um, we're just installing, <laughs> just installing a new cloakroom downstairs. And I'm like, hmm, might have a little bit of spare space there. Might have a little bit of spare, spare wall space. You it's know? a shame they never made those uh, Adam Joseph uh, fisting hooks. Indeed. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, we've all got some great things to look out for. And I think probably the hardest what thing. What about me? Did I not do you? Oh my word, I'm short. Oh, crumbs. Dan, what about you? <laughs> nah, there's nothing I really want. <laughs> no, I think um, the, I think last year's so I didn't carry any, well, I think I carried anything over. There's a couple of metal box items I want to get. I need the, uh, the combination bank Yoda and a Chewbacca metal uh, micro or macro tin. So that, that should be relatively straightforward to get if I keep my eyes out. I've been... I finished the Van for Tracks collecting those a year or two ago, and I've been picking up the Lucasfilm fan club magazines. I know they're not technically vintage, so they go into the 90s, but I think I'm about four or five shy of those now, so they're like kind of late 80s, so I'm still going to count those. But from a toy point of view, I'd love to get a Darth Vader Poppy. I don't, I think the uh, the Meccano Square cards and Lily Leddies are going to be a bit too expensive for me, so maybe a couple of those card backs as well. And that's it, really. Let's see how the year unfolds. But yeah, things I'd like to get, certainly they're, they're the, the top four. Very nice. A couple of choice pieces in there as well, mate. So best of luck. I think the hardest thing for me would be a 41C or a 45AD Luke X-Wing Palatoy. However, they just just don't come up. They they don't come up at all. So if anyone were to see one, there's gonna be there's gonna be a good ten people keeping their eye out for something like that. But that would be a real good piece for me to go for. Well, best of luck, everyone. Best of luck. Well, let's see this stage of the show. We normally do our sort of social media push. But I'm just going to pause on that for a sec and just acknowledge and thank a huge thank you to the listeners for their recent reviews on iTunes, uh, Apple, 
Podbean, etc. I know that Dan put out a, a post on the We Are Generation Skywalker Facebook group, which I would urge everyone to get amongst. We Are Generation Skywalker. Just saying, hey, it'd be great to get some new reviews. It's been a while since we've had some five-star reviews. And um, it, even, you know, if you've got the time to do that, brilliant. If you've got even more time to add a narrative or a reason for the five-star review, please do so. And the reaction has been absolutely brilliant. Paul Jason, Ross Barr, Ed Newborn, Lee Gregory, Matthew Bartholomew, Jeff Tilly, Jason uh, Langendorfer, Stefan Kluth, Nick Shear, Alistair Kirkland, all just, you know, saying, yeah, done, done, written some stuff up. It, it's just been brilliant and it's really made a difference to us. Not just the fact that we're getting more and more five-star comments, but actually the kind words which you've shared online as well is is really heartwarming for us and i think we've all been touched and moved with with some of the things which have been said so thank you ever so much no definitely i've definitely uh, it's nice to get the feedback and it does make it all worthwhile 100 percent. surrounds us and penetrates us it binds the galaxy together Check out generationskywalker.com for all of our links and all of our information. As I said, get on the WAGS group, get on We Are Generation Skywalker Facebook group to see what else we've got. We've got more modern shows coming. We've got more trailer release shows coming. The committees have been brilliant fun, full of debate and disagreement. It's, it's been good fun doing the committees. And the next Those Old Fossils, episode 21, will be focusing, as I said, on Han Solo in Hoth, Imperial Stormtrooper, and the Rebel Commander. And that will be coming sometime next month. You can check us out all over social media. We are on, as I say, Facebook. We're all over Instagram with our regular Generation Skywalker page and both the modern, Dan? That is Gen underscore Skywalker underscore modern. And Dan has been hitting that particularly hard in an incredibly successful group. And again, Jen underscore Skywalker underscore Vintage for an Instagram account dedicated to Intage. Uh, to Intage. <laughs> That's a combination of Instagram and Vintage. Intage. Um, dedicated to Vintage Collecting. And our YouTube, full of absolutely everything. All the unboxings, all the Skywalker Blasts, and all the shows which have been enhanced is all on there on our dedicated YouTube channel. So if that's not enough, over on generationskywalker.com, You've got even more content and even more blogs uh, for your enjoyment. So much stuff being produced over the last few years and definitely a lot more to come in 2023. But until the next time, it's goodbye from Craig. Cheerio. It's goodbye from Dan. Night night. It's goodbye from Stu. How do you unlock doors on Kashyyyk with a Wookiee? Um, I'll see you next time. And it's goodbye from Peter. Cheers, guys. Good to see you all. And it's goodbye for me. We are Generation Skywalker. All eras, all passions, all Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs>